everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailfuzz TV. I am Pierre, and joining me as always is Matt. Hey, what's up, people? Connor's here as well. That was less enthusiastic than usual. Somehow. I mean, when you're at the basement, it's hard to go lower than the basement, though. <laughs> and yet, according to Connor, Pete found a way. He did. He managed it. Hey, I'm, I'm always aiming for new lows. Always aiming. Um, we don't have a DC Comics on this show. Uh, coming up on this episode, on this very late week, we have Batman 59, Justice League 12, which is the next part of Drowned Earth. We have Aquaman 42, which is a Drowned Earth tie-in, but also the final issue of the run by, by Dan Abnett. Uh, we also have Justice League Dark, issue 5, and Sideways, issue 10. Because it's a late week, me and Connor both chose to do our punishment issues this week. So we have Red Hood Outlaw 26. Or has it changed? Did it change its title yet? Or is it 27 uh, it changes with? Red Hood Outlaw. Let me have a look at the cover. I just read the we read this last now. week. Uh, yeah, this ha- this is crossed out. It's not it's not the official yeah. new version yet, though. Uh, close uh, enough. Uh, so and I'll be discussing Hawking Dove issue six, and then Connor will be then discussing Curse of Brimstone issue seven. So that's what's coming up book wise, which is still not a whole lot of books. But luckily, we do have some questions from everyone that we we got on Twitter and in the comment section. Um, we have solicits. We have a lot of bit of news, um, and we do have the most important thing of the month, which is sales figures. Oh, which we're it's that bloody time, is it? Talk about <laughs> Matt. If we could show some some maturity and some professionalism on this show, that would be lovely. Well, no, if you would show some. Why start now? <laughs> <laughs> this is not a democracy, Connor. When, when have I ever given the impression that this show is anything resembling democracy? Well, me and Matt will stage a sitting. You're already sitting in. Good. Excellent. Well, That's how we record the show. Right. So, <laughs> we shall, we shall move swiftly on. <laughs> All right. I will start with sales. You want to start with sales? Not really. Start with news. It's more interesting. Let's start with sales. So, we have... What do number one was? October. Month of October, 2018. Halloween special. <laughs> no. Dang it. If there was one, and I think there was, it's not even in the top 50. Well, yeah, there was the, the cursed comics. Yeah, Calvacade. That was it, yeah. I'm going to search yeah. for that since she asked. Yeah. It's 135. Better than expected. So under Cursor of Brimstone, which popped up in my, my, my search first. <laughs> Alright, so, so number one, um, uh, it's uh, Spider-Man. Nope. Nope. Was there a Doomsday Clock? There was not. Doomsday Clock was technically this month, although it's been delayed. That's coming up was, in the news later. Was there a Heroes in Crisis? There was a Heroes in Crisis, yes. Okay. But it wasn't number one. But it wasn't, number, wasn't one. number one. Okay. Yeah. October was a long time ago, people. It's a DC no, book. Big DC book in October. It's, it's a Justice League. <laughs> no. Um, one, one of the, the, the Wonder Woman Justice League Dark one-shots? No. Oh, they push that? No, no. In fact, those one-shots were at 32 and 41, respectively. That's not too bad, to be fair. Um, I don't know, Batman. 
Yes, it was Batman. How did we take that long to get a Batman? Because we would, we would because we never wanted to start with Batman because that's very cynical. Yeah, we at least for me it is. Try and think of that something more interesting than just uh, Batman again. It was Batman Fifty Six with one hundred seven thousand. Uh, number two, you're never going to guess because you probably don't even know this happened. Walking Dead issue one got an anniversary re-release and somehow sold 106,000 copies. So I... Somehow that book's still around and I don't understand. It's very popular. I, I know, but it's not like I ever hear anybody talking about it. Like from my comic shop to the internet to, yeah. you know. I, I know it still sells huge numbers in trades. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. But... So it's the you know the the bookstore market that's reading it a lot. Um, oh. But I mean, I don't know how much the singles are actually selling. Obviously, this is a people are just getting it because they're yeah. going, oh, I yeah. see a number one, right? I'll I mean I'll probably go back and read more of it at some point. I, I've read about a hundred issues of it in trade. Um, I binged it quite probably just around the time the show was starting. So you know, like nine years ago now. Um, but oh my god, was it really that long ago? Yeah, it was 2010, I think. So, yeah, eight years ago. Jeez. Yeah, they're on season nine, so it makes sense. That's yeah? all. No, I know. You just don't think about that as, yeah. you know, as it's airing, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, I read it roughly the first hundred, I think. Because I read the, I borrowed the first two compendiums that they did. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was like 98 or something like that. Um, even Fear the Walking Dead, I think, so I'm like season five now. Wow. I know. It's crazy. It's weird. Four or five, something, something in that range. Uh, Too many. Yes, I always say that, Matt. See, see, when you don't follow a TV show and then you realize what season it's on because you've not been paying attention to it, you're like, "Wait, what?" To be fair, I do that still with sometimes with things that like Arrow. I go, "Wait, that's on like season seven? That's that's true. I'm like, "Wait, when? When is?" Yeah, this but if you're watching it and you're aware of it, like that yeah. makes sense. Like Flash, Flash is one that I couldn't believe we're in season five, right? Yeah. It was last year or is it this year? The one we're on now, season five, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I couldn't believe that. Like, that doesn't feel like it was that long ago. Yeah, Legends mm. and Supergirl have been in season four each. It's kind of weird as well. Yeah. It's like, whoa, okay. Mm. We're getting up there on numbers now. Um, but hey, uh, so number three was a new Marvel book. Mm. An event, you might say. This was the... Uh, the the Whatever the Thanos. Infinity thing is they've got yeah. going on. It's not an Infinity thing. No. No, no, Infinity War's not. Been oh, doing it's that the X Men. Uh, no, right? different branch. No. <laughs> You're right. The Avengers. Spider Geddon. Spider Geddon issue one uh, is number three yeah. with one hundred and four thousand. We're getting them. Yeah, man. I'm just saying. I got a new trailer when we went. How oh, would you guys see? I think it was Fantastic Beasts for for the Spider Verse. Oh, looks so good. I, I don't think I've been this excited for a Spider Man movie ever. Oh, like, so I, I definitely haven't. It looks fantastic. Like the idea that we get Jake Johnson as Spider-Man is something that I never knew that I wanted till, you know, till, now. till you've heard it. And it's like, yeah. Yes, and I was like, I oh, know. that makes sense. I mean, I, I loved Homecoming, but I wasn't really excited for it yeah. before it came out. Yeah, I was, I was yeah. tentative. I was like, uh, is this going to be amazing Spider-Man all over again? And yeah, we'll see how it is. It. Whereas this just looks yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> From that first Miles and, I, I'm not that familiar with Miles, but I love him as an idea. I love that Bendis created a new Spider-Man for a new mm. generation, you know? Uh, and now we get that. And Spider-Gwen, it's another one that I'd she's like not, to she's get. She's not Spider-Gwen anymore, Matt. I know, but in the movie she is. No, I don't think she's going by that. No? No, they changed the name. It's like Ghost Spider now. <sighs> I like Spider-Gwen. <laughs> 
That's just like that name. You, you can't have a secret identity though if you go by Spider Gwen. No, that's fine. Not everyone needs a secret identity. Look at uh, look at what's going on in Marvel. Everyone right in now. Marvel. <laughs> no, I mean, really, who does anymore in Marvel? Like Spidey. That's about yeah, it. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number four, I'll, I won't make you guess as well. This is Batman 57 with 95,000 okay. copies. Uh, number five is a new Marvel book. Is this where X Men comes in? No. No. You won't right, laugh right, when right. I tell you what this one is, though. What? what, what? It's, it's the Shuri book. No. Why would that be we, funny? We, we, <laughs> Because I still can't believe Sherry got her own book just based off the movie. Like, yeah, she, people liked uh, her in the movie. She was popular. So yeah, I know, but that's not been Marvel's thing. You know what I mean? Like, they'll just is, is it Superior and... Octopus? What? <laughs> is that even a book? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's not that. Yeah, yeah, that's a book that started recently-ish. We've already talked about this character on this show. It's not Spider-Man. It's not Spider-Man, no. Who the hell could it be then? Number five is Spider-Gwen Ghost Spider number one. (laughs) See, I told you you'd laugh if I told you what it was. Connor were terrible. Yeah, hell yeah. We we just didn't even realise that there was a new comic for her though. No. That's That's why when you said, is it it Spider-Man? I went, no, it's not Spider-Man. Right. Uh... (laughs) Because that's how much I don't pay attention to Marvel right now, unless it's Thor or Hulk. Like, I'm just... Those are only two books I'm reading over there. Just cause it's you're, so hard. you're still but missing Hulk, out on Venom, which yeah. is the best book at the moment. Yeah, it's okay. I don't yeah. need Venom. Um, you're missing out. But yeah. Uh, number six, DC book. Heroes in Crisis. There you go. Not issue two, with 88,000 copies. Number seven, something that has already been mentioned on this episode. Is it an X-Men book? No. Is it an Infinity War book? No. <laughs> you mentioned it, Connor. Oh, I mentioned it. I mentioned... Was it Superior Octopus? No. That is nowhere near the top like 25. He said I'd it was a it. DC book. No, I didn't. Did he? Oh, I thought he did. <laughs> <laughs> could, you, could you search for Superior Octopus? I don't even know if all right. that much. All right, all right, all right. I, I will I search know. for Octopus. It might be next the the, the next month. I don't nah, know. it's the next month. It's not on this okay. one. <laughs> well, well, next month. Let's see, see if it makes it. The first one you type in superior octopus. It, was it the Venom? Comes up the suit. It is Venom. Yes. Uh, well deserved. Oh no! Wait, wait. You found the octopus. I found the octopus. Yeah. Where is it? Uh, Fifty-four, <laughs> with thirty-six thousand. That is disappointingly high for that book. <laughs> Superior Octopus. Never heard of it. Number eight is a DC book. It's a DC book. And we've done Batman's, so it's not mm-hmm. Batman. Um, it's not Green Lantern because that was November, right? Yes. Yeah, that was November. Now is it Justice League? Yeah, it is Justice League. Issue 10. Uh, with 84,000. Numbers 9 and 10 are both the same book from Marvel. Avengers. Nope. No. Um, what else is double shipping over there? That's right what now? I'm trying to think. Uh, is it an Infinity War thing? It is not an Infinity War God thing. God damn it. X-Men it's an X-Men Black. thing. It's not an X-Men thing. Ah. 
No, that was this month. Was that this month? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man. Spider-Man's double shipping. Amazing Spider-Man issue 7 and 8 were 9 and 10, with 83 and 82,000 each. I'm very excited for Jason Aaron, because that dude does some work, and he's not appearing on the top 10. Yeah, Avengers issue 9, which is the highest one of the two, if there was two, there might not have been, um, is number 21, with 58,000. Yeah. So, yeah, Avengers doesn't sell anywhere nearly as close to Spider-Man. No. no. More importantly, it doesn't sell even close to the amount of Justice League. That's true. That's very true. Yeah, uh, it does not. Mm. Um, I think they do need a rebirth over there. I think now, like they know they're hesitant. Didn't they just try this? Like no, because they never go all the way in. That's what Didio always said that they were worried about with New Fifty Two, is you had to do it as like a, a complete relaunch. Like no, you no, just can't do half and half. And that's what they keep doing. Is just, they keep half yeah, and halfing it. A new editor in chief, like. A year, less than a year ago. Yeah, Takeshi-san, yes. Yeah, that, that was this year, right? Takeshi-san. <laughs> <laughs> Might got that reference. I got, I got it. I, just, <laughs> I was getting my shock out first. Uh, just, if you don't know what that joke was, just Google Marvel Editor-in-Chief impersonating an Asian yeah. man to, to sell a samurai comic, and you, you'll find it from there. Um, so... Yeah, I'll tell you what's surprising me just glancing at some of this stuff coming up next is that Catwoman's doing pretty well. Like, Catwoman's at number 14 with 72,000. That was issue four. I think Joelle Jones has built up a name for herself. Yeah. Too. Plus, that it's Catwoman, you know? I wouldn't have expected that to sell more than, say, Detective and Flash, but it, but it is. No? So. I, I would expect. I don't know. I think Detective's in a weird place right now where people. Oh, sure, yeah. But, you know, yeah. kind of going, uh, maybe next time. Because don't get me wrong. Plus issue, they hear what we say, and even I'm low on it, and so they're like, yeah, yeah. let's not. But don't get me wrong. Obviously, I expect issue one of a bootleg Catwoman to do quite well, but issue four selling more than like Flash and you know Wonder Woman, which I mean that was crossover issue stuff, so maybe that should have done fairly well. But um, I don't know. Just interesting. It's interesting. It's done so well. Uh, although what is also noteworthy is that I just glanced down the list a bit and I saw Spider Again issue two is at number twenty six with fifty three thousand. So that dropped pretty steep. Yeah, quite quite some. Yeah. So that, if I dropped about half. That, that has to do with the, the, the shops ordering it too, right? Yeah, this is, this is what the shops are ordering months in advance. Yeah. More than anything, yeah. So, so it, no, it is possible that these books that, you know, like Spider-Geddon 2 could have sold out in the stores and it's like, right. okay, we need a second printing to keep up. Yeah, that's possible. So it's actually better than it appears. And some of these right. top, you know, Batman, which is number one, could have been way over ordered. I mean, it's probably not. They know what their orders are when it's that many issues yeah. deep. Yeah, but yeah. But theoretically, there could be thirty percent of that just sat on shelves. Well, that just goes back to the old debate of how archaic the system is. The, oh, the is. diamond yeah. system and having to pre-order books so that they actually survive beyond like three issues yeah. and so but on. But the reality is, it's the only system we've got to benchmark against. So mm-hmm. use what we can. And, you know, me being digital over here, I'm like, well, I can pre-order on Comixology, but I shouldn't really need to. Like, they're all going to be there on the day they came out. Like, they don't sell yeah. out. Day and date. Remember yeah. when uh, Jim Lee was talking about how comics were going to be day and date? And everybody was like, oh, my God, it's a game changer. And now it's just like... Well, it yeah. was a game changer at the time. No, I know. But, like, just think about how... Sh- that wasn't that long ago. And now it's just like, Pete's like, yeah, I could just get it right now. Like... Yeah. I- yeah. It's funny because I, I, I'd have to look and double check, but I don't think physical comic sales have actually went down that much since that happened. Mm-hmm. But I have to imagine digital readers have went up. Yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah. So, yeah. 
That's what it is. Um, anything you want me to check on its placement? Anything you're curious about before we... Where's, where's Thor at? Where's Thor sitting now? Thor. Thor issue 6 is at number 30 with 50,000. So It's actually okay. a bit on par with okay. his Avengers, still a little bit lower. Yeah, that's uh, the last issue that I, the, from last week, I want to say. I think it's 7. Tell with young Viking Thor when I got done it reading it. so good. Yeah, I I was playing some, some Amon Amarth. Nice. And yeah, the hotel room was not enjoying it like I was. <laughs> so, but it just put me in that mood to listen to some Viking metal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, Supergirl 23 is at 44,000 at number 37. Uh, that's pretty good because that's like the third issue of this new sort of run. And I think before the new run, it was selling at like 20,000. So it's nice to see it's had some retention of its new relaunch. Yeah. That's cool. Because I'm liking that book a lot. So It makes sense with it being a little bit more connected to, to yeah. Superman as well. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's good. It's good. Hey, where's Superman coming in at? Superman in action. Good question. Matt always those those got to be those gotta be in the 25. You'd expect 20s. Uh, you would think so. I'm scrolling up. Where are we? Superman's at number 15. That was issue 4 okay. with 67,000. And then Action Comics is only a few spaces down at number nineteen with sixty thousand. So, all right, as long as as long as I can stay in the top twenty, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, that's pretty solid. Yeah. Um. All right, there you go. That's, that's your sales figures for the month. Everyone's favorite time of the month. Um. <laughs> it is don't you waste deny. of five minutes or more. I don't know. I we're, at track of time. we're at the so seventeen minute 15. mark, Connor. <laughs> well, I can't see that today, so. I'll look at him throwing shade because I've resized my window a little bit so I can get my my, my document and my, my books yeah, out yeah, over yeah. here. I, I, getting, I can see it on my side, so I can't. Yes, I can. We're at eighteen oh one. There you, you go. You can see the top half once you know what it is, but you couldn't <laughs> have just told me that before. <laughs> I can see a CPU's running at three point seven percent, three point one now. Yeah, there you go. So. Connor, I think that what this is telling you is that if you just reshape your window, you'll get a different view My, of mine is what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, but if you make it wider or narrower, depending on what it is, probably wider. So, so, no, so, no, so no, your aspect ratios. Wider's worse. Okay. Uh, All right. This is absolutely uh, painful to listen to. So let's move swiftly on to some news. Uh, we did have solicits this week. And as always, we always seem to miss one thing or two, so obviously let us know anything interesting that we do overlook. But uh, we have some juicy tidbits here. We have cancellations. More New Age of Heroes books are getting the axe. Uh, Curse of Brimstone is going to be ending in March with issue 12, uh, which was not solicited, but uh, the previous issue said the next uh, one was Carter, last. you have like another what? What issue are you on right now? Seven. Oh, so you'll have another five. You'll be good. Plus an annual. <laughs> hey i've only got two left to hawk and dove i don't know what taylor's or tyler's given me after uh i'm done with that but i've got two left i only went to issue eight <laughs> hold that thought Connor. there's a question later oh, per- pertaining to to that subject <laughs> uh from tyler himself in fact um so yeah, so uh, Brimstone's ending in uh, March with issue 12. Sideways, unfortunately, is also going to end in February with issue 13. Uh, which is a shame because we have been enjoying that. For the most part, we didn't like the last arc that much, but for the most part... It, it, it makes me a little bit raw after what we just went through, that we wasted issues Yeah. on that. You yeah. know what I mean? It's a shame because you know, this week's issue... better. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah. 
So, yeah, so Immortal Men new challenges were already cancelled, um, mm-hmm. which means all we have left out of all the New Age books is Silencer, Terrifics, and Damage. And Terrifics, we know Lemire's finishing on issue 14, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's cancelled. It just means that we may have a new writer. But... Um... How is Damage still around? I don't, I, I don't get it. Someone likes that book, Matt. Someone higher up is like, oh, I like that. Someone must. Yeah. You know, what really baffles me is, is obviously, you know, a lot of these New Age books are okay. Let's take a, a Marvel concept and do a DC version, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you, you, you Spider Man, you, you Fantastic Four, and this Damage is, is your let's do Hulk book. Mm-hmm. Why would you read this when the best Hulk book in years is running right now? Yeah, yeah, that's because it's it's Hulk back to his roots, where they feel like damage is like, you know, greatest hits, you know. <laughs> so I don't know because you're a glutton for punishment. I, I, I don't. <laughs> it's a silly question. I don't. I got. I got to read this most recent Immortal Hulk, but. Um, that book's been. Really and to be good. fair to DC, when they started Damage, that that Hulk book wasn't around yet. It wasn't. That came a bit later. That kind of just came in and showed how pointless it was. Mm-hmm. Well, it did, but yeah. yeah. But hey, uh, also bit of news: we're getting a Flash and Batman crossover in February. Um, all four issues are going to be written by Joshua Williamson. It's called The Last Cold Case. There's going to be tension between the two because of the death of Wally West, and it will include Gotham Girl in some capacity, and. Uh, mm-hmm. Williamson's writing all four issues because Kane needs a month off to do secret TV stuff, but he's back with the, yeah. the March issues, uh, which I kind of expected. It was like as soon as I read, it reminded me of the button because I remember the button he uh, yeah. he opted out of writing one of the issues. Yeah, so he had always he had always written this in like he knew he was gonna have to take time off. Yeah, but then when Williamson had came and was like, "I have this idea, I'd like to expand it a little bit," King was like, "Okay, cool." Just, just take care of it. It's in yeah, good hands. Have a couple of issues. Yeah. yeah, he had a he had a Twitter thread about it. So he was uh, talking. King, King was talking about how uh, it does extend his numberings, like because you know he's always said he's got a hundred issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said that's still the case. He's got a hundred issues of story, but the big you know climax finale will happen in issue hundred still even even with these like delays here or there. That's so still going to happen. We're going to have 100. four epilogue issues after the big climax. Exactly. Exactly. Which, honestly, with Kayak, I actually see working because he likes to get really kind of uh, psychological. I, c- I can see like, the big plot ending happening in issue 100 and then four issues of decompressing what, it's, pu- what yeah. it's put Batman through. Yeah. I can see that yeah. working. Uh, so, yeah, he's up to issue 104 it's... then for his run. <laughs> so, so, with this now, when you're talking about psychological, I, I have to draw comparisons to uh, Venice's Daredevil. Where he just put Matt Murdock through the ringer. That's mm-hmm. uh, now it's taking me this long to realize that's kind of what King's doing to Bruce. So, yeah, no way, it. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, and next up, but but a weird weirdness here. Uh, Dan Abnett is writing Just League Odyssey in February, but we have no idea if this is permanent or if this is just a one thing. Because I mean, keep in mind, Williamson is writing two issues of Batman as well as two issues of Flash for February. So it's entirely possible this is just to give him a month off of Odyssey. But it could also be Abnett's just on this book now. I have yeah. We have no idea. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those weird double-edged swords because, oh hey, we finally got a new artist on Odyssey. You know, that, that after Cedric's leaving that I like, right? Announce who the artist is, Connor, for I, everyone. I don't remember. I remember liking Oh, it's Carmine DJ Domenico. Thank you. Yeah. I haven't got it in front of me. 
But I remember being... Who, go, who works really well with Josh Williamson. Yeah, so. follow that off. Yeah. 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 So maybe that's a sign that Williamson's coming back. Yeah, yeah. It could just be adding in one, one issue while he's doing his four, you know, crossover yeah. issues, and that's fine. Um, not that Abnett's bad. If, if Abnett's got a direction, he tends to be fairly solid. If not, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I just like to think that he's just such a good sport that he's like, yeah, I'll fill in. I'm, yeah. I'm a little yeah. surprised because what number is this that it'll be on? Like uh, five or six? Well, well, that this month's going to be what issue three, so four, five, six. Yeah, six. Yeah, I'm, I guess I'm a little surprised that I, I was expecting this opening arc to be slightly longer. You know, with with all the the stuff mm. that it's setting up. Yeah, it could be five uh, issues. It may be one of those things where the arc doesn't really conclude the everything it's set up. It's maybe going to be one of these things where. Right, which is why you know maybe that's a little weird to be doing a, a different writer for an issue there. Um, we'll see how it goes. Maybe, maybe they'll do like a a character focused issue, and it'll just be like, you know, here's a day in Jessica's life, and <laughs> that's what. Yeah. I'm well, I, I think the question is, say, say theoretically that's what they're doing. Off the team, who would you want it to be that they do the day in the life of at, the, at that point in time? Bearing in mind that it's Abnett writing. It. I mean, we could go check the solicit and see what it actually says about what the issue is about. But... We could. Yeah. I got it right in front of me right now. Oh, go on, Matt. What is it? What does it say? It says, The Codex reveals a dangerous secret to the Odyssey team about the fate of the Ghost Sector that makes their mission clear. They have to escape. However, with Green Lantern out of action and Darkseid hot on their trail, Cyborg, Azrael, and Starfire might have to rely on the very dark powers they are trying to outrun in order to save the multiverse. That just sounds like, so it sounds like it's just yeah. part of the run. You know, like, yeah, but it's a story. It's not like the history of the ghost sector. It's, you know, I'm a little concerned about the Green Lantern being out of out of commission. Yeah, a lot concerned yeah, about yeah. that. We'll 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 see. We'll see. Um, but hey, so that's happening. So worth mentioning. Uh, so we got some other reports though of uh, cancellations and delays. Uh, that are kind of noteworthy. So first of all, Batman and the Outsiders apparently. Issues one, two, and three, because Steve was solicited for February, like mm-hmm. you know, this week. Uh, apparently, they have all been cancelled and will be resolicited at a later date, which is not a great sign. Apparently, because I mean, it's apparently. still no official word. We had all those adverts. Was it last week that we had all the adverts in the back of the, or in the middle of the books? Wouldn't be the first time they've advertised something like that though, and then had to pull it. Pull it. It's not, but usually it's not pulled to that extent. It's usually yeah. delayed a little, like a month. Uh, yeah. But if this is true, it's not a great sign. Usually spells spells bad Trouble. things for, yep. the, for the book book ahead. But um, hopefully there's no great issues. I wonder, it's just funny because we had the Odyssey issue, obviously, just a couple of months ago. Um, it feels like there's some miscommunication going on in the editorials, yeah. if, if this is true. If this is if this is a trend now where some books are going to be like cancelled and redone or, or whatever, then uh, it could it's be a... It's a problem where... If, you know, okay, this is the second one. If it happens a third time, then I'll be every time they announce a book, and it, I'll be, yeah, kind of cautious. I won't be excited for it immediately. It's it's like a, it's how I feel about a lot of the times um, from the start of this generation with video games, hmm. when they announced a game and then it got delayed and delayed. And, uh, I just when they said, oh, this is this is when it's coming out, I just stopped believing them. Specifically with Microsoft, because they cancelled like three or four games. And they cancelled as well, but I just even just in terms of every everyone across the board in terms of release dates was just constantly. Oh yeah, release date, so, release dates were not even close to being reliable with right, video games. So when, it, yeah. you know, when they said, "Oh, it's coming," you know, this date, I went, "Yeah, whatever." And that's <laughs> if if this 
happens again with with these comics. That'll be how I start feeling when they announce books. Like, oh, it's coming in, you know, June. I'll be like, yeah, whatever. I'll yeah, see n- never one. believe the first date they tell you. It's always the second one, maybe the third. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. Well, I mean, I wouldn't know if I'd if, if I'd count this along with that. But one of the delays we do know is confirmed. We don't. We already knew that Shazam issue one was delayed. So issue two being delayed as well just makes sense yeah. because it means that instead of having two issues in December and then none till February, it just yeah. means now one's yeah. in January. They just. Right. Yeah, which explains why it was missing from January's solicits, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they were, they were just knocking the first two back. So I don't know if I'd call that quite in the same realm as Odyssey and, and Outsiders, but it's a delay. Yeah, it's a delay, but this one, uh, I guess I'm used to John's having delays like that. Yeah, I, I guess John's is just so busy running shows and uh, yeah. writing Doomsday Clock expected. and shit. That he's, yeah. I wish he would just focus on one thing. Now, the, the, sh- the sad part here is that issue two is very Christmassy looking from the cover, so... <laughs> so that'll feel we good did, in January. We did get a variant cover for one of them, with uh, which was Somni. Somni, yeah. Var- and it's so good. Uh, so yeah, so Shazam issue one is coming in the 5th of December, apparently. At least as of right now, obviously these things still shift and delay, so if this changes, don't, don't shout at me. Uh, and issue two is apparently coming on the 23rd of January, which is week three, which is its normal... It's... Actually, no, it's a week four, because it's a five-week month. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I mean, that said, worth noting in January, everything's being pushed back a week, isn't it? Because we're actually getting week four of yeah. December. That's because true. of Christmas. That's true, yeah. So technically, it is week three. It's yeah. week three of the, the regular schedule, yeah. yeah. Yes, even though it's the fourth Wednesday. Yeah, it's just yeah. Not, not to make things confusing or anything. Uh, also, that, new, new dates that, for things. Oh. That first week of Shazam, December 5th, is that the new date for Doomsday Clock? No, I was about to tell you about Doomsday Clock. Oh, because <laughs> you mentioned earlier it was pushed, so I thought I, I didn't realize you had it in the news. I thought you'd already spoke about that at some point. No, 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 no. I've got a little little list okay. of things here. I was going to leave that to last, but since you rudely brought it up and ruined my segue, um, Doomsday Clock issue 8 is now coming December 12th. So that's when that's coming, which also happens to be the new date for Batman Damned issue 2. So week okay. 2 next month's looking pretty meaty, but hey, um, is what it is. So that is that is the new dates for some some of the books, um, and then lastly we have an exclusive scoop here at the end of Dude, the news. This is the most important one. <laughs> um, it's just, well, it's not that exclusive. It's it's exclusive in that it was told to us. It's not exclusive in the sense that it's on Twitter and anyone can go see it uh, anytime they feel like. But uh, Scott Snyder happened to retweet one of our tweets um, on the subject of Jaro and Damien. Because there was a debate going on Twitter about if if Jaro was a better better son than than Damien is, and Scott Snyder just happened to drop that in was it issue twenty, yeah, issue twenty, Jaro is going to dream of being a Robin. <laughs> this sounds amazing. I I I haven't even read this yet, and I love Justice League even more because this is going to happen. Yeah. Mhm. So. Yes, uh, super, super important. Uh, make sure you make sure, make sure you check out that issue. It's You're... legitimately the thing I'm most excited for. And Jaro's gonna be Connor's new favorite Robin since Tim's not around. <laughs> I mean, since that Jason's not true. a Robin anymore. Well, <laughs> as Matt pointed out before this, it's Connor's aging younger who seemed to like Jason Todd. So true. I'm not responsible for that. <laughs> I'm not part of that. I do not. I do not appreciate being lumped in with them. 
We'll move on though. We did ask for some questions this week because we have such a late week in books, so we'll we'll answer a few and we'll see what's what's worth here. Buana Beast, as always on YouTube, is always always firing a, a boatload of questions at us. Um first one I, I like this one, um, is what characters would you like essentially what characters would you like minis for? Um Basically, he's saying one-shot stories, but not, like, black label, like, level of hype. So, I'm thinking minis, like, you know, the Dead Man one, like, Death of Hawkman, that kind of thing. You know, <coughs> Starfire. There you go, Starfire yeah. is a good answer. Starfire. Um, um, that's a lot of rhyming for me. I don't know if I wanted to read six issues of Etrigan. No, okay, well, I mean, <laughs> three, is- three issues. Uh, <laughs> you said, like, the Dead Man one, right? Oh, so, sure. I mean... Oh sure, that was double sized though, so it was essentially six issues in terms of yeah, yeah, in terms of lead. But... Um, no, I think Starfire is a great answer. I the question. That's a good question. Oh, I oh, that... use a new question, Mini. Ah, the question. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's not bad. Um, I. I, f- I feel like there's something to. I know we're getting a lot of Detective Chimp and and Justice League Dark mm-hmm. right now. I feel like Detective Chimp would be a good, good one for this. Oh, crypto! Oh, there you go. I want a crypto mini. Oh, can we get like a yeah. super pets mini? That's just remember that issue of Super Sons mm-hmm. that was just the pets and yep. it was all silent. I'll take six yep. issues of that gladly. I think me and Matt will both agree that we'll read a mini for Space Ape. No, oh, for <laughs> sure. Space Ape and Detective Champ on a case. <laughs> this sounds amazing. Like he's got to go to space, Detective Champ. And Space Ape says liaison. Because uh, he's a Green Lantern still, right? Yeah, as, as far as I know. Yeah. That, that, this is a, a boring answer, but you could probably take a bit... I mean, honestly, they could all have ongoings as far as I'm concerned, but you could take just about any character from the JSA and give them a mini and I'll be yeah. happily yeah. reading it. Um, um, Space Cabby. He is primed for a, for a mini. What about Kilowog? Kilowog doesn't get enough solo love. Oh, I think that's because we all know Kilowog, what me and Connor works, want. Kilowog works really well playing off people. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like like Guy Gardner. Sense. Yeah. Kilowog, Guy Gardner, the wrong part of town. Give it to me. It'd be like the nice guys, but both of them are... <laughs> are um, Russell Crowe. Yeah. Russell Crowe. Yeah. Yeah, that's that... That makes well, sense. That makes sense. <laughs> DC, if you're listening, you're welcome to take any of these answers and make yes, them reality. Please. Yes, yes. Um, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to think of something a bit more, more obscure and interesting. How about this? Is this is a wacky one? How about a Henry portrait of a serial killer style miniseries about Jason or Jim Gordon Jr. Well, I mean. <laughs> We're get we're getting uh, Junior back in uh, which book is it? It's, it was in the solicits. It was I in uh, um, that. Batman oh. who laughs that book. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, so Snyder's gonna... doing that. So yeah, yeah Snyder's. Yeah, oh, that's exciting. Snyder and Job. Um, yeah, there you I'm go. Just, I'm just thinking of something where he's the protagonist and we're just kind of inside his depraved mind, or maybe a comparison to Maniac. The movie would be a, a more. Mm accurate comparison did you ever see there was a, a a youtube short that dealt with um that dealt with venom and it was eddie brock it was called truth and journalism and there's a there's a shout out to henry 
in there with oh. with um, Bullseye. Yeah, you should give that a watch if you haven't seen it. Hmm. I don't like that movie. It's a depraved movie. It's disturbing, yeah. but it, it, you feel like you're inside the mind of a psychopath the entire time. So I mean, it's it's effective. It's mission accomplished. Then, yes. right? Yeah. <laughs> Indeed, mission accomplished. Uh, Pete, I thought you watched movies to get away from that mentality. <laughs> But uh, you know, sometimes I do. Sometimes I want to just bask in the the preview. Okay. So gotcha. there you go. Uh, <laughs> I'm some speedsters who don't not normally get their own thing. Oh, give me XS based off of uh, um, Nora West Allen. You're really adding Nora on the show right now, aren't you? Yeah, I like her a lot. Matt Matt's got a crush, and he's not. Uh, I do. He's not hiding it's, it. It's it's not unhealthy though. No, she's, she's pretty great. Yeah. Honestly, the first thing Matt said to me about Nora from the show was like, is she too young for me to be attracted to? And I'm like, Matt, she's like yeah. 34. <laughs> In real life, but on the show, it's weird. It adds this weird... She's presumably wrinkle. roughly that age on the show as well. Yeah. Uh, they should actually, they should actually make a joke about that. They should bring up that she's actually older than her parents. Because obviously she's an adult and that's part of the fun of time travel, but actually just a like, joke to acknowledge, hey, wait a minute, I'm like six years older than you two. Yeah. Yeah. That could be funny. Yeah, yeah, um, no, I, I, you know, any of those speedsters, I, they'd always toyed with the idea of giving Wally West a family book when back mm. before New Fifty Two. Like, I just love that where you could, you'd have like Jesse Quick show up, and you could have Max Mercury, and just all of them. Like, and it wasn't, it wouldn't have to be a set team. Almost kind of like what Detective was doing under Tinian, where you'd yeah. have rotating, you know, stories about characters. That that would have been cool. I don't know if you can do that in a mini though. Yeah. No, that feels like an ongoing. Although at the same time, a lot of them, while they could maybe just about carry a mini, I don't think it would sell well enough to bother. Yeah. Yeah. How about about an atom mini, actually? How about the last time we had a good atom? Yeah. Focus story, you know? I mean, he was was pretty fun in Hawkman. So. Yeah. I I assume he appeared in JLA. Yeah, but me and Pete didn't make it that far. Yeah, yeah. We had Ryan Choi, but we never got to. Ray Palmer. Yeah. Well, but, no, Ray showed up, remember? And we were just like, oh, yeah, I can't, I don't care. Oh, that's right, yeah. Stop. Um, yeah. <laughs> not that it has to be Ray. I mean, Ryan Choi Mini could be good. Uh, it could. Yeah. yeah. So. I, I only mentioned yeah, Ray because uh, that, that's what we just had in, in Hogman. Mm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that's okay. All right, we'll move, we'll move forward. Uh, so, yeah, this is a fun one. Right? I'll ask one more Buana Beast question. Uh, how would you handle the marketing for DC on ads inside books like when they use DC characters uh, and art to promote something and he uses the Snickers current one as an example so basically mm-hmm. what you said is what DC character would you tie to a certain product which is the part of this I like so clearly um, Atrocitus and Energy Drinks I feel like goes together nicely no, Atrocitus and Snickers. You're not yourself when you're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's oh, it. Actually, I'll just, I'll just say token. Um, Dexter and, like, cat litter or, or, or yeah. cat food. Just just have Dexter. Yeah. See, now he's not so angry. Like, have you have his, like, uh, his ring color changed to, like, blue or something like that when he's happy? Yeah. He's, he's, um, trying to think, because those... Those ads got the better of me a couple of times, like especially when it started because we had those Doomsday issues. Mm. And you turn the page, suddenly Batman and Wonder Woman are there helping Superman with Doomsday, and you're like, "Wait, where'd they? Oh, this is an ad." Yeah, yeah. Son of a. 
Um, it's happened to me before. Oh, you get all you get one of every lantern color, and you use them for skittles. Yeah, I was just yeah. Go, I knew where you were going. Yeah, skittles. That's what you do. Taste the rainbow. Bat Batman, M and M's. Batman would probably promoting. Why? I don't know because they're more boring and just. Not that I think Batman's boring, but just that he's very like. By the book, he doesn't. He doesn't get adventurous. So he plain M and M's, the regular kind. Nah, he he just eats straight up Hershey's chocolate bars, and he doesn't care that they don't taste that good. <laughs> he, he ain't got time. I mean, honestly, if anything, he's he's probably more like you know, like like uh, nutritious well, he's bars, energy and, bars. Who and, are we kidding? And smoothies yeah, and like, shit. He's he's probably like yeah. super healthy. Um, oh, there you go. You have. Uh, I would do Batman. Um, uh, Protein powder. There you go. Beast Boy does any of your vegetarian brands. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> do, do you somehow... No one needs to sell rope. I'm trying to think of something with rope for Wonder Woman to go with a lasso. But I can't think of anything that actually involves Committing selling rope. Committing your crime uses golden lasso. <laughs> Like, that's... <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe have her do a jewel, really. If she has a necklace on, but it glows like the last or something like that. I don't know. There you go. That's an idea. <laughs> or you just have Booster Gold with the logo on his chest. Like just, uh, he's, Everything. He's got product yeah. placement. Yeah. I, I you could, you could use him for anything. Yeah. Yeah. He's the cheap one, though. The, the advertisers have to pay as much to get Booster Gold. Yeah, because well, he takes everybody. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah, he has no shame. <laughs> Any sort of cleaning product? Alfred. Have Alfred yeah. stand yeah. with these with cloths. Like... I, I still wish they would make the, the sports logo stuff. Like, I, I want a Metropolis Mammoths jersey so bad. Like, or Metropolis Meteors baseball hat. Like... DC's missing out there. Uh, you use Mr. Miracle for any kind of like depression hotline. Yeah. Huh? That's sweet. Thanks for taking us down that road. <laughs> what? I'm just, just imagine, <laughs> imagine Mr. Miracle sitting there all depressed and just like, if you need help, call this number. Um, I don't know. What, what else do you want? I'm trying, I'm trying to think of things that aren't food because most of the options we're coming up with are food related. That's because most of the adverts tend to be for food. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. For snacks, I remember back in the '90s. You remember those um, snacks called combos? They had in the back of Marvel comics. They would have Combo Man, and it was this terrible concept where you, they took all the best aspects from different Marvel heroes and put them on one hero. So it, it was just terrible. So it was like Wolverine's claws, with Spider-Man's webs, and Captain America's like boots for whatever reason. Google, Google Combo Man. It is terrible. Do you know what they should have done? This is this is a, a time sensitive one, but remember back when uh, Twinkies like went like out of mm-hmm. circulation for a while? Uh, yep. when they came back they should have had an idol of like Superman saving Twinkies or something like that, like rescuing yeah. them from a fire or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Although they're not the same. They're they taste just a little bit different. Like they change something. I don't know if they change up the oil. I feel what, I feel like yeah. that happens with most like snacks. Like every maybe five to ten years there'll just be a slight change to them yeah it's so i don't i don't enjoy them like i used to um but yeah 
Yeah, because something definitely changed to the formula for Maltesers at one point about maybe yeah. seven or eight years ago. Are those like are those like uh, Whoppers? Are the malt balls? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a little crunchy balls with chocolate around them. Yeah. Can can we move on to a different question? Is this making me hungry? And we're <laughs> way too early in the show for this. <laughs> Uh, I just want to fail one there. An ice steak dinner. Who who's who's promoting that? What character? Me. <laughs> <laughs> just pay me to eat it, and it's fine. It's whatever you um, want. You you could have like Superman doing stuff for like America beef farmers. <laughs> you know, like yeah. normal America. <clears throat> yeah. Who who's the classiest hero? Well. Hmm. I mean... Kite man, obviously. I said um, hero, not anti-hero. I can't believe we didn't do ketchup and condiment king. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like Heinz. That's true. That's true. That's that's the obvious yeah, answer. That is the obvious one. Yeah, yeah. That's the, I feel like you Always go opposite with stick that rather than getting like because it's the obvious thing to go with a big burly kind of like the Ron Swanson of DCU doing the stick yep. dinner right. I think what you do this much funnier is you go with the opposite and have like Star Girl or someone having the stick dinner. She is from Blue Falls, Nebraska, so she's from. See, I, I was thinking you do it. You had an up class steakhouse and have just like a Bruce Wayne there. Sure, but you want so like, but you want someone in a in a costume. No, no, so someone class. This questions like let's let's say Bruce Wayne has to do like publicity stuff, right, for Wayne Enterprises. Mm. What commercials is he allowing himself to do? Cars, you know, so, Car- some, so, cars, sort of car expensive watches. Yeah. I can see him doing. Although here's what you do: you have Bruce Wayne, you have Batman do the the McDonald's or Burger King, right? But you have yeah. him eat the burger with a knife and fork. That burger. And you, you you just have the tagline be something like, ah, even fine dining can, you know, be whatever, right? But you have him sitting yeah. with his knife and fork. This is why you're not a marketing all posh. <laughs> I have to have time to think about these things. Right? We're on the spot. Oh, there there is a Bat Burger in universe. So you would assume, like, yeah, Bruce Wayne would be the opposite of that. <laughs> and it yeah. would be, like, for Rolls Royce or for Bentley or... Yeah, you know? he's he's with your nice cars, he's with your watches, like yeah. you say, that that sort of stuff. Laxatives. He shows up in the Super Bowl commercial like uh, he's, Tesla. He's you know definitely I mean? got some sort of aftershave. Mm. Oh, dude, he's the he's an old spice of Terry Crews. <laughs> That's what I want. By the way, actually, Matt, I know you're thinking of getting a PlayStation, and this is irrelevant to your PlayStation yep. needs. But you should search for the the Terry Crews crackdown ad from the recent um, Xbox oh. presentation thing. Did you see this, Connor? Yeah, yeah. Where, where Terry Crews? There's two Terry Crews, and one is like annoyed because the other one's showing up in his fridge and stuff, and making him work out or something like that. It was really funny. It was just Terry Crews shouting at himself. I it was great. It. I love Terry Crews. <laughs> Who doesn't? I know. He's I need him to show up in a good DC movie. Yeah. Uh, very cool man. All right, so I had the Twitter questions there. We'll do a couple of these. Um, so, Tyler, I mentioned this one earlier. I don't even know why I'm asking yeah. this, but we'll see. We'll see what sort of response he gets out of Matt. Would Matt be willing to wear a Batman mask in the Detective One Thousand episode if someone changed their picks to have Connor and Pete read the Adventures of Rick Grayson? Yes. No, you wouldn't. Like, until you actually buy a Batman mask and I see it, I see confirmation. I'm not accepting that as an answer. I have an old Batman mask in my garage somewhere. Of course he does. Because I bought it around Batman Begins. 
to hang on my wall. <laughs> also, I almost bought a Blue Demon Luchador mask in San Diego, but according to the wife, I don't need that. <laughs> so I'm not above buying masks. Matt, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of with the wife on this one. I feel like I'm on her side. Yeah, but I, I want it for my <laughs> Adventureland room where I have all these, like, artifacts of things, and I need a luchador mask. Ah, oh, dear. This this is why Matt has a wife to stop him buying stupid. Yes, shit. this this is a this is the whole reason. Um, that so... that said, I would be willing to read Nightwing if if we can put that money to a charitable cause. So I feel like I'm doing good for the world. You know what I mean? No, not, not just like just volunteer pockets. himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but again, it's it's got to be enough to 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 put into to charity a month. What? Yeah. <laughs> what, is, what is this nonsense? <laughs> <laughs> so we, we we might be able to work on that. I'm not even sure what he's offering here. Just to be clear, Matt is not claiming that if you make me and Connor read Nightwing, that it's going to charity. No. <laughs> I'm being paid for reading Nightwing. In its current state, I'm making this very clear. <laughs> I'm saying I'd be willing to read Nightwing if we, you know, the money instead of going to me, because it would be a sizable amount. Would go to charity. <laughs> yeah, okay, like, this is a fair point. He's not mentioned yeah. his price yet. It's probably yeah. much higher than what we yeah, yeah. are charging. Yes, it would be a, a bit higher. Yes, but the question was, while you wear a Batman mask, and I'm going to oh, add on for sure for the whole episode, not just like ten minutes at the start. I don't know if I can do the whole that, episode. That, I can do that'll it get review. hot, and yeah. no one will be able to hear him. Connor, I'm trying to talk him out of it, all right? So we don't have to read Nightwing. I know, but that's not how you do it, because then, he, then he'll call, come up with caveats. You just make it sound unappealing, like I just did. It's really hot, and, and then you can't hear him. It's hot and sweaty. I mean, not hearing exactly. him doesn't sound that bad, to be honest. That's, that's, that's... Yeah, but he, he wants to be heard. <laughs> It depends. What type of mask is it? Some of the Batman masks only. Not a big mask, Connor. The mouth still is open. Yeah, there you go. Like, yeah. Connor was assuming it had like thinking, a fake mouth I'm on just, it. I'm just thinking one of the full face ones. You know, the, you nah, know, the, the cheap Halloween ones that you get. Nah, he's just got the cowl part at the top that covers his face. Yeah. I, I was thinking one of the cheap ones. You know, just has like a little slip for the mouth. What an awful question. What an awful yeah. question. Uh, Tyler, you suck. Basically, is the the, the summary of, of that. Great, Tyler. Tyler. <laughs> um uh, so okay so here's one relating to nightwing as well um this is so that was that was from tyler i don't know what his handle was i didn't bother checking because who, who cares it's tyler um uh, next up phoenix rising xl21 or at phoenix rising xl21 asked from a bird's eye view can you justify why nightwing has been written like red hood when jason todd already has his own book can't figure this out f- uh, any serious reason as to why this is the case the, the simple answer is no <laughs> I don't have a clue. Uh, Didier doesn't like Nightwing, and Johns wasn't paying attention enough because he's so busy. <laughs> no, so he's like, "This is our time, guys. Th- this, this is it." This was what the payoff was. Like, this is why Johns has his own label, whatever that's, that's yeah. called now. Um, it's like, look, we'll give you your label. You shut up. You go and do your thing, and we're screwing up, Dick. You know. If so, I, I could deal with them messing with him. Oh, I'm upset, Connor. Who... He he had such an opportunity to say that we're going to play with Dick, and he didn't. I take intentionally it. avoided it. It's why I said screw so, like, up, Dick. I said, I put in the up know, in, in, intentionally. 
All right, guys, you can play with your dicks later. All right, let, let me talk. I intend to, Matt. I intend to. Yes. So I can understand if it was somebody of caliber like Christopher Priest, right? And DDS like, yeah, we're going to mess with them. Priest doesn't like Dick Grayson, so we'll give him a fair. He can do whatever he want with him. But the fact that they mess him up in, in Batman and then give him over to Labdell, who's already writing Red Hood, it just there, there's no reason for any of it other than... Lobdell is just doing the same scripts again, probably. <laughs> He's just going, what did I write Which, for Jason? And I always feel like I have the caveat that I don't hate everything Lobdell's written because there are some of the Red Hood and the Outlaws from New 52 that I enjoyed. He had a, a handful of decent issues for Gotham City Sirens. Yeah, so I just wouldn't... It, I'm trying to look at the bigger picture here. And outside of King being like, yeah, we need this to reverberate through Nightwing so it feels more impactful in Batman. Yeah. I can't we, don't, we don't know if he did. We all, all we know no, is... No, I would suspect not based on the fact that it doesn't actually have that much effect on the Batman book. No, it's, it it's affecting Batman, so it has to have yeah. happened in that book, but it doesn't necessarily have, need to... It feels rather superfluous to that run. Yep. So, no, I mean, the answer is no. We, we, don't ha- we can't justify it. Because there is no justification for it. It's just a no. <laughs> uh, next up from at Ron uh, Freelich. 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 You can tell me how to say your name later. Um, so, uh, this is a really simple question, but there's a lot of explanation for it. As much as you can fit in a tweet, though, it's not that long. Uh, I heard folks say that James Robinson wrote some great stuff, yet his Wonder Woman run was critically panned. Uh, though in fairness she likes some of it or he likes some of it uh, and his run in tech went downhill after the second issue what gives Robinson now joins Colin and Colin Bunn in my list of writers to not read so the, the question is basically just what gives I think uh, Detective and Wonder Woman are odd situations to judge him by where he's just kind of drafted as just okay yeah. can you kill some so time I think yeah. it also maybe suggests that I think some some creatives do like decline over time, where they have like their heyday, where they're really good and they write a lot of great stuff, and uh, maybe in the later years they well, they, they get a little bit worse. <laughs> yeah, but no, see, yeah. I hear his his creator own stuff right now, or his mm. like like I think he's doing um, Air Airboy and Snot Girl. I think I think that's him. I'm not too sure. It's not girls, but I hear those are are well received. You know, so. I just think, like what Pete said, or Connor, I can't remember who said it, they just, they're work for hire, basically. Mike is going slowly. It's happening. It's happening. No, I I think he's still a good writer, and I still would, there's nothing of his that I'd avoid, because it's him. Um, I think the detective arc has had ups and downs, like the fourth issue was probably the best one uh, out of his arc. Not, I, I, not I don't the know which one, one was what. No. I, I don't know. The second to last one, anyway. Um, that was a really good issue. Um, yeah. But I think with the with both of these, Detective was like, all right, come in, do six issues. Just whatever you got. Just knock something yeah. out. Wonder Woman, it was a case of just kill time and just keep killing time because we don't right. know how long it's going to be. So he, he never really had a plan, whereas a lot of his other stuff that he's done in the past has had a... An end game. He's had something to work Cause, toward. Because if you've never read the Golden Age, which was his his, uh, it's like a prestige format series. It was like four, mm-hmm. three or four issues uh, that was all about you know the JSA era, the early forties, late thirties. That and it kind of was the template that Johns would use for his JSA. 
Yeah. You know, go go and read that. His Starman, which I've never read, so it's very hard to find right now. I hope they put it back in print. It gets a lot of praise, that Starman. Yeah, yeah, his Starman has been really, really good. And that's why uh, Jack Knight hasn't been seen since because he has a deal where no one else can really use Jack Knight. That is strictly, you know, Robinson's creation. He gets to use that. And, yeah. and they're honoring that. So, you know, there's stuff there. I just feel like he has to, you know, have the time. Yeah, it's got to come from a pure place instead of just filling in. Because that's how you get Jason uh, of Themyscira. <laughs> Jason of Themyscira. <laughs> I don't even know what you say to that, Matt. I don't even know what you say to that. Uh, the next up, I lost my Patreon saying. Um, this is shoddy. What do you want from me? Give me a piece. Uh, where is it? Oh, damn it. Where is it? Where are we? Did y'all hear that yodeling? Or is that just me? That's just you, Matt. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, so this <laughs> is from uh, at Struon. Uh, what was the comic that really got you into comics and being a fan of comics? Now, we've had variations of this before, but mm. I think this is a little bit different. And normally it tends to be, how did you get into comics? Where This is a little bit different, because I think before I've told the story how I saw Batman Begins, and I, you know, yeah. I, I, I started reading comics after I tried a few. But what was the comic that said, oh, I'm a comic reader now? Like, you know, this is why I'm sticking have, around. Yeah, I, I have two. Go uh, on. I have John's Teen Titans. Mm. Um, came in there. And then at the same time, as I was looking for those issues, I found the Jeff Loeb, Ed McGuinness, uh, Superman, Batman. And I, I came in, like, issue four or five. And then right after that arc wrapped up, it was the Supergirl stuff with um, Loeb and Turner. And that was it. Those are my two go-to books that I'd go to a comic shop every month and pick those up. Mm. I, I, you know, I dabbled. I read a lot of standalone things, mostly Batman, mm. some Superman. I think the answer I'll give to this, though, in terms of, like, how did I get reading sort of long, sequential stuff, it was Johnsy's Green Lantern. That was the first one where I specifically looked mm. up what order the trades came in, and I read them in order, and I read all the way through up until... I think at the point it was maybe just after Blackest Night at the time, um, and oh. then kept going and you know, obviously finished his run and New Fifty Two. Right. But um, that was the first one where I sort of realised, oh wait, I'm like a proper comic book reader now. <laughs> I'm like yeah. doing runs as opposed to just reading like a standalone story. So I guess that'd be my mm-hmm. answer. I have a, a similar thing, I guess, because I, I did a lot of just I dabbled in you know trades here, trades yeah, you know that sort of stuff. Um, I didn't follow any runs. I, I thought I think it was actually start of the new fifty two where I was like, okay, here's an excuse to switch over to singles on mm. stuff and get in monthly. And it was probably Snyder's Batman that was like, okay, no, that's the one that I was like, okay, that's what I'm going in for for definite. I think the other yeah. thing about John's Green Lantern that stuck out just just in this sort of in the framing of this question, it was also the first one that I read that wasn't like because Batman and Superman I knew a lot of just from movies and TV and stuff like yeah. that. This was the first one where I was like delving into like the mythology of a character that I didn't really know much about before I started reading them. Yeah. Mm. And I was so did you about, start you know So did you start with Rebirth? With GL Rebirth? And yeah. then yeah. work your way up? Okay. Read that and then read Because I started with the number one, the John's Green Lantern number one. Mm. And then the shop had just gotten the trade for uh rebirth and so i went and i picked that up and i read that after reading number one and i was like oh this al jordan guy is pretty cool 
Um, and it, it was like and decrypting was like a, a puzzle at the time, though, because they didn't number yeah. their trades, so you had to look up what issues were in each book, just so you know what yeah. I think ran. that is probably the reason why I stayed away from long runs before, uh, you know, before when I started following singles at the start of the new 52, is that I just couldn't be asked doing that. I couldn't be bothered decrypting it's... all of that. I just, I went, okay, I see that. That's all I need. I'll just get that. I don't, I don't need to worry. There, there well, was that's a... what stopped me from finishing Brubaker's Cat because those trades mm. right now aren't numbered. So they, they have volume one and volume two of story arcs, but not where they fit in together. Yeah. So it's a pain. I don't mind it too. I mean, it's obviously better when you just have them all numbered. Like, that's, that's infinitely mm. better. Um, I don't mind it too much though. It wasn't that hard to sort of decipher, but... Uh, my my bigger problem at the time was though, because I was reading physical at the time, obviously, was that, you know, I I read John's Green Lantern, I, I'd gotten mostly caught up, and I was like, oh, he did a flash run, I want to read that flash run. Oh wait, mm-hmm. half the trades are out of print. I guess I'm out of luck until later. Yeah, mm. I don't know. I just it was it was just too much. Like I, I remember wanting to read a uh, Secret Six, and that was a little bit complicated at the time, uh, if yeah. I recall. And well, you have Villains United, then yeah. you have the first mini, and then yeah, you have the yeah. series. But there was conflicting yeah. opinions on what the... Even though that was publication order, you're right. There was conflicting opinions on what you should read it in online at the time, I remember. And I just went, forget it. I won't bother. What, what, what was the alternative rather than I don't publication remember. order? <laughs> I remember. Yeah. There were people no, suggest, it, there was people suggesting reading like other things. It's like, oh, you need to read this as well. And, you know... All that okay. I can't remember the exacts now because it was uh, Secret Six. Time. As long as someone was writing it, it was weird. It was a clear line, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I, I remember, I, I, I distinctly remember reading online people going, "Oh no, you need to read this, this, and this." And I was like, I just went, oh, "Forget it." It wasn't worth. Because I picked up Secret Six because it was supposed to be the villains all from um, yeah. Infinite Crisis, and then there's the swerve at the end, like, "Oh no, these are the other villains." Uh, the the yeah. the sea list, if you will. Yes, the shit ones. Yeah, and you're like, oh man, this is cool, and then you end up really loving Catman, you know, because he's yeah. he's this badass and and stuff. And I miss that discovery of comics. Like I miss like being in for for so long. There's very little that I can find. Like there's this cool low key character, you know, because um, when you were still new to things. You could find out all of this. You know? Yeah, but now you've been down the yeah. the DC wiki one too many times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> huh? Well, I mean, I feel like the Legion for me is still a bit of a blind spot, so most yeah. of them will still surprise me when they pop up. But this is, this is why characters like Kite Man getting this new... Yeah. You know. Well, that's... And there's that sense of discovery, but yeah. it's because we've never thought of Kite Man being an actual villain because he's a guy he's that no shows up and gets beat up. Yeah. You know? But, but the fact that... that King made him an actual human being, and we got to know about his son and all of this. Like that was, you know. I mean, I think the 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 closest, more more serious example of this right now is probably Mister Miracle, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. okay, I'm familiar, but I'm not read a lot. I know, kind of, you know, okay, he's kind of space Jesus, yada yada yada. I get the idea, <laughs> but I never really read much. And yeah. then, and then, you know, okay, I read Mister Miracle. I was like, okay, I get this character now. Uh, you know what's funny too is is with with Stanley dying and you see like it was the issues with with Stanley like Kirby went over to DC and created the new gods yeah and all of this and it was basically his take on Thor and if that's the case they did this whole kid swap thing if Orion was meant to represent um, Thor does that mean Mr. Miracle is meant to be Loki 
And like, what does that mean? Yeah. That he became the hero. And it was just something that Kirby had always seen. You know, like he was way ahead. Yeah, of that. That, is, that is way ahead. Yeah, you know. So, and then now we have Loki from the MCU and him running around in, in Aaron's store being completely neutral. Like he has his own game. Yeah, I, I really, I really enjoyed the the kid and teen Loki stuff, the Agent yeah. Asgard by uh, Al Ewing. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's it's weird how comics can do that. They, you know, you look back at things and you think you have everything figured out. But it's like, oh no, it, here here's more. Jump down this rabbit hole. It's just it's not the same. I guess it's the closest. I guess that the people that have have done drugs are like it's never the same after the first. <laughs> you know, like what well, comparison. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Like you're just kind of like, oh man. I, I, miss... I like how we got to this. Being comics yeah. are like drugs. Oh, they are. I mean, <laughs> they are addictive. Yeah. All right. Well, final question. Here's is a short one, but uh, from at Corey Ynwa. How dare you? Well, I do. So. I mean, that's just Connor's setting, right? Like. <laughs> How dare you? It's true. Uh, with me, it's just like, yeah, that's just what you get. That's, I mean. Also, this was accompanied with a gift of Kelly from the office saying it. So, to hear it in her voice, just to get the tone, just to get the tone of how it's, how it's been presented. Oh, man. Uh, don't oh, man, suck dude. at Kelly, basically. I mean, that's my, that's my, my response. Um, One of my favorite uh, Kelly from the office moments ever is where she tells Ryan that she's pregnant. And then it cuts to her shaking her head. Like, <laughs> like, just Because she is that girl. Like, yeah, yeah. I love it. Oh, dear. Ah, oh, The Office, seasons one through five. Her, her uh, sense so good. Coming up. Yeah. Yes. Um, season eight, however, is one of the most painful experiences of my life, and I, I did not wish to revisit in any, this, any way. Qu- this question came up on one of my uh, wife's Facebook things, was who's a better boyfriend? Jim from The Office or Ben Wyatt from Parks. Like we're not talking husband, we're not talking there, but we're they're just talking the era where they're their boyfriends. And it's quite the conundrum. Oh Ben. I don't know. Jim no. has some great moments before yeah. they're married. Jim's pre marriage, yeah. Jim Jim's I like Jim, but Jim's kind of a douchey asshole at times. Ben is just straight through. But, yeah, he's the mayor of Ice Town. <laughs> he's the mayor of Ice Town. <laughs> Whoop! There it is. So, yeah. you know. So I think I just came down on Ben just because I, I, ugh. he's such a lovable loser. He's al- at points. He's also Batman. So yes. yes. Honestly, I think it has to be Ben. But I think partly just because I think Parson Rex is the better show overall and yeah. is good till the end, um, yeah. which is a big thing. But also, I don't, th- I don't know if Jim ever made me laugh as much in terms of a running joke. Than Ben just not understanding the love for little Sebastian, like yeah. you've got Andy on stage doing ten thousand candles in the wind, and it, yeah. the camera just like pans over to Ben and he's just shaking his head like, I'm with him. What? I'm with yeah. him every I don't get it. One of my favorite is at the at the the Harvest Fest, and he whinnies, and Leslie looks over and goes, Ben, he whinnied, and he's like, I don't I don't get it. <laughs> I just, uh. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I just, it's a horse. Like, uh, God, I love Parks and Rec. Such a good show. But yeah, that one came up and we had a discussion last night over dinner about, you know, 
But I think I think I come down like Pete on on Ben because you start thinking about it, and he's just much. He's more lovable, whereas whereas Jim is, like, okay, we get it. You're smarmy. You know. Hmm. Um, I, I think if you actually look at the office in a real world set, and you actually start to sympathize with Dwight a lot more. <laughs> Like, in the show, he's easy know. to hate. Don't get me wrong. But when you actually yeah. think about a real-world set and you think about what Jim puts Dwight through, it's like, Jim's kind of a sociopath and Dwight is actually just a, an awkward dude who's getting taken advantage of you mean endlessly. putting all of his stuff in the vending machine and making him buy it back? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, see, and then he goes, you, you're, this must have been you because you're friends with the vending guy. He's like, oh, Carl? No, I don't know him. <laughs> you know? Like, uh, and then just... Checking him into thinking he's got an FBI mission and to be on the roof on Christmas. Like, and that came from Pam, you know? So, mm. yeah. All right. Well, uh, that, that'll wrap up questions. Back, back to comics. Back to comics. So, first up this week on books is Batman 59, which is obviously written by Tom King, art by Mikhail Janin, which I'm never disappointed to see. And sure. this is. Much like the last issue, it plays out in two timelines. Uh, we have Batman with Penguin, and Penguin trying to tell him about Bane, and Batman being like, I don't believe you, this is madness, you, you killed those women, and he's like, no, I did that for Bane, because he gave me orders, he's controlling Arkham, blah, blah, blah. And that's intercutting with a Batman who clearly believes what Penguin's told him, because he's storming Arkham Asylum, and fighting his way through to get to Bane, who's in his cell. A lot like he did in Santa Prisca, right? Mm. So, there's some homages there. I think yeah. this is a little bit better done, but I mean, there's not a huge amount of fighting. He fights for like no. ten seconds, and then it's like, but still, I, really I, I like the <laughs> illusions there. Like, Bane has taken over a prison, and you know, again, like that's his thing. So of course, Batman's gonna run there, and then it really reminded me of of um, I'm just trying to blank on it, the name of it, the, the Shyamalan movie. Uh, with the multiple personalities. Oh, Split. 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 There we go. <laughs> yeah. It reminded me of Split with the way that, that Bane was acting here. Like, oh, he's... I see that. I, huh? what, what I liked about this is that if, if Bane is playing Batman, right, and the right. idea that Penguin actually is doing this under orders from Bane as well, because Bane yeah. seems quite happy at the end. When, when it finally reveals that Bane actually does know who he is and what he's doing, because mm -hmm. he, he plays dumb, essentially. He's, he, he's acting like a sort of... Um, like a catatonic person who's who's not really aware of what's happening. He, he's he's acting as himself when he was a kid, right? He's yelling oh, yeah, for his mommy. Sure. He's saying, "Don't let the water get me," and, and all of this stuff. And you know, Batman storms his way into the cell. He beats the shit out of him. He ends up punching Gordon and immediately regrets it because you know the way he's like, "Oh, Gordon! Yeah. Oh, I just <laughs> I'm across the line there." And Gordon yep. quite understandably tells him to piss off. Uh, so, but the whole thing is that Gordon's convinced, no, 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 he's not left his cell, he's been under surveillance constantly yeah. since he came to Arkham, and it leaves you with this kind of doubt, like, because I was starting to think, is it, is it someone else? Is someone else wearing, like, Bane's mask or whatever, and, and behind this? Like, what's going on? Uh, and in the final panel, uh, you see Bane smirking on, on the, on the stretcher, yeah. um, as Batman says to Alfred, I don't know if he's lying. I don't know if he actually is yeah. the one behind this, and he's aware of what's yeah. going on. I I feel like this is heading to Batman being in Arkham. Right? I think it's it's very clear. Bane's objective here is, as always, to you know to break the bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's the sense of okay, let's make him alone. He's just 
he's just then pushed away Gordon, right? Yeah. That's one ally gone yep. already. Uh, he's pushed away Catwoman, uh, yep. you know, which we know see, Bane did. But I feel like like Penguin, yes, is doing this under orders of Bane. He's also running his own game because that's what Penguin does, right? Because he's a gambler. So, you know, I feel like he's doing Pe- this too. Penguin's he's- probably just like, yeah, go ahead. I'll I'll do this because it will get Batman out of my way. Yeah, yeah. That's that's enough for Penguin to go along with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not entirely a hundred percent on whether Bane's just asked Penguin to do this, and it's all part of the game, or Bane has played Penguin, and Penguin thinks he's going against Bane, but this was actually what Bane wanted all along. I I think the former. I think I think Bane's going. I think this is the point. He wants Batman in there to see him like this, mm. to sow those seeds of doubt. And yeah. how do you get him to come in without? him being told that there's something wrong sure uh, no I'm, I'm just saying that maybe instead of just asking penguin to do it he just manipulated them into doing it i don't think there's any need oh uh, maybe well because we know that penguin is pretty upset about the death of his wife yeah that, that's why i'm thinking maybe there's some genuine yeah. emotions in there as opposed to yeah. just which we did find out now that was the that that was his life and she was just yeah. that much younger you know although the, the uh, best guess i saw online someone tweeted that as last week or two weeks ago when the issue came out, uh, the, 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 what, was, what was the name? What was the name of Penny? his wife? Penny. Penny. That Penny was just his favorite penguin. Yeah, that was, a, that was, a, that was an idea too. I thought that was funny. But now here that it, it is, um, so I, I feel like he penguin is on the edge, and they needed Bane needed penguin to be on that edge to get yeah. Batman to believe him. You so, know what I mean? What I like about it is I like that Batman is like livid. I, you know, Bane wants him to know that he's behind it because you know Batman's shouting out as he's punching him. He's like, "You, yeah. you did this. You got those women killed. You, you did this. You did that." And then I think my favorite line of the issue is when he just yells out, "You shot my boy." Um, yeah. You know, that was you. You hired the the beast. Yeah. Um, I love that moment. Like, I mean, well, I, I like how it's tying all of these things together that we felt were separate. Still, yeah. you know to to this back plot with with bane because we i had thought that the the whole mr freeze thing was just kind of like a a break in the overall story but no it seems like this is playing all into it and batman did by going and sitting on the jury that was something that bane couldn't have accounted for you know so the fact that he got freeze off where i feel like he needed freeze in arkham for part of the plan and so now this is yeah, the that's what he wanted was, to was that reason you know yeah so now this is he's pulling the the breaking of in case of emergency and i feel that's what this penguin thing is that's why penguin's wife ended up murdered and it, it sets that up now because he still needed to pin it back to penguin and feel for this to work yeah um no because as much as i hate what you know obviously what it's done to the nightwing book um mm-hmm. B- batman in this book you know whenever he brings it up whenever he reacts to it whenever someone brings it up to him has been quite effective do you know what, yeah. what the problem is? It was possible to have that moment here, have him be shot, because, and you know, and, and have an injury, and have him out of commission for a little bit without doing Rick yeah. Grayson. Oh no! I, yeah. Obviously, we've been saying that since the start. Yeah. It didn't need yeah. to affect they, this. But... They misplayed that hand, right? Like the you, you play the hand that you're given, right? Yeah. But there's there's certain ways to play that, and I feel like they they went all in on a bluff. To borrow from poker. Yeah, I mean... And now this is what we're stuck with. Nightwing and, and Titans could have just, you know, everything's set after that he comes back. Yeah. It's fine. You know, yeah. they, can, they can just yeah. ignore it. Whatever. But they didn't do that. But but in this book, at least, it's, it's been used effectively like the, for Batman. I, I yeah. think that there could have been um, a story in Nightwing 
recovering, getting back on his feet, like knowing who he is still, but the injury is, you know, really taken out of him. It was a shot to the head. Has this affected his balance going forward? And as he's an mm. acrobat, how bad is that for him? Hey, he could do some cool stuff with uh, Barbara helping since she actually went through recovery before. That, that's it. Like, the right. whole point of the bat right now is that none of them are alone. You know, whether it's it's Barbara or Bruce or Dick, they always have this support structure. And you just feel like... With Nightwing, they decided to burn that to the ground. Yeah, which like, is kind of the point. Actually, they did. It's kind of the point, like, though. What Bane's doing is he's trying to separate Batman. He's trying to make him alone. Right. Yeah, and right. there is and a I get story that with Batman, but why do we have to do that with Nightwing? You no, know no. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But we've been saying this since the start. We've been saying this since the announcement was crap. Yeah, when we when we answered that question earlier, we don't know. Yes. Right. Uh, so. I, I like the the grand scheme of this. I like that it's. It's pushing Batman, who everyone figures that Batman's a loner, but if you read mm. the characters often as we do, we know that he's not. Because he has Alfred. He it, has boys. It's, it's making him doubt himself, which is yeah. I think my favorite part of all this. is Beyond just hurting the people that he cares about, it's making oh. him doubt his own, you know, his, you know, his... Like he is actually by himself now. Can, right? can he trust so, himself? Is he trusting his own judgment? And he's not. He doesn't know. And that's right. the thing, is he's right. We know he's right. We see it at the end. He's right about Bane, but no one else knows that. And no, uh, no I'm, I'm digging the long game that he's playing here. Actually, I'm digging. Yeah, he's actually breaking the bat like this. Breaking the bat. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, which is why I think one of the big things that will probably happen towards the end of this run is the glorious two-page spread when every single you know bat family member who's been oh. who's been pushed away comes to his aid. And it'll probably be this great heartwarming swell of emotion. The the only thing I have to say is, surely at the very worst we'll have Dick back by then. We should, yeah. Because I mean, that's still like arc. two years away. True, true. So, but at worst case scenario, Dick has to be back for a Batman one hundred, and full. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he will be. I think this whole retrace and stuff isn't going to be. I mean. It'll be this thing that we all forget about. Like, oh, we won't, we won't forget about it. It'll, it'll always be well, that time they did that shot. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, we'll just be like, oh, yeah, this was the stupid. Can, it's can not we, like. Can we hire KG Beast for ourselves just so that when it's over, we can erase it? I was saying, it's not like in, when he was Grayson and we look back fondly at, like, oh, yeah, they got rid of Nightwing, but at least Pete, he was still himself. Pete, we need that stuff from Homecoming. We do. We need the drug from Homecoming. Yeah. Uh, dear. Uh, Matt, watch Homecoming. It's good. Sam Esmail. It's real Homecoming. good. Yeah. I'll get there. Good stuff. Um, no, I like this issue a lot. Obviously, the art's very good. Janin uh, does his thing. Yeah. Uh, my, my only... is, is grotesque. Like, mm. oof. Yeah. My, my only complaint is a couple of coloring things. This happened in the last issue as well, where there's some panels where it seems like the underside of Batman's cape is still purple. And. I like that it's purple because I think it looks better as purple. I'm thinking right at the end where he's uh, flying or gliding more specifically. Um, it's like the second to last page. It looks like so much lighter than everywhere else in the issue. It looks almost that purple tint. Um, whereas all the rest of the issue, it's just, no, 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 this is dark black. And uh, it was even more uh, blatant last issue where it was just straight up purple. Um and it made me want the purple again, but with this costume. I don't think it looks purple to me in that last, that second last page. 
No, the, 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 it looks like a like it's edging towards that light purple to me. It look it, it just looks like it's the uh, for shading purposes. It's lighter on that side because the, all the city lights are hitting it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh. I'm not feeling purple there, but fair enough. Um, I like just a simple little touch, but just to separate the timelines easily. Uh, all the stuff in Arkham where he's going after Bane is or oranges and and yellows, yeah. and it's very very warm. Not not that it wants a warm feeling, but just in the sense that it's it's more hot and dangerous. Whereas all the stuff right. with penguins all cold and blue, and it's just a simple coloring thing, just to make it really clear. Yeah, I, whenever you I go think scene it's just the assumption that the the, the blue ones, are, you know, it, it's that's past. So right. warm and orange is present. Yeah, is, is how. I yeah, but I, it's also what Pete is saying too. It's one's very action oriented. The other one's very like mellow, and it's yeah, because the the blue one is essentially just two characters standing looking at each other yeah, right. for most of it, so um, it fits the tone of what's happening in the scenes. Um, mm-hmm. Plus, it's also more of a somber mood because Penguin's talking about the loss of his wife and like right. how, how it drove him to this, which would probably have more effect if we'd at least realised it was a wife. Yeah, it's hard to go have any sort of caring when it's like okay, Penguin's going on about something, but. We literally had a conversation about who who is this person, right? Yeah, the, just loses loses a bit of effect when it's supposed to be a big part of his motivation right now. Hmm. Uh, but I like this show a lot. This was, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's actually been pretty solid for a while now. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I think, um, uh, yeah, ever since the, the freeze trial stuff, I've been yeah pretty much mostly on board with it. Uh, so I guess we'll rate Batman issue 59. Matt, what are you giving it? This is a, a 8. I liked it a lot. Connor? Yeah, it's probably my favourite issue in a while. I'll give it a 7.5. Hmm. I will go 8.5. I, I thought the, the emotion was there. Um, I, lo- I love Bane's smirk at the end. I love what it tells us and how, how just how much yeah. is under his skin. Yeah. I think it's a son lot. of a bitch moment where you see him smirking. <laughs> wow, son of a bitch. All right. I went to reach for the whiskey, but it's all run out. We'll we'll yeah. move we'll move on then to Justice League issue twelve. Uh, James Tynan the fourth is writing with Fraser Irving and Bruno uh, Redondo on the art. So this... are, are we not doing Aquaman first? Given that that takes place first, uh, it's debatable. But it, it's it's because it's not it's a tie-in. It's not like part of the main story. I mean, it has a editor's box that says it takes place between 11 and 12. No, we're doing Justice League. <laughs> Shoddy. Like, yeah, I see. I, that's how I read them. I, I read, read them first. I read Justice League first. So. Yeah, and I kind of got irritated by the time I got to Aquaman because I knew exactly what it was going to be. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, going to be him in his head during this one moment, yeah. And knowing that it was Abnett's last issue, it was very frustrating. Because yeah. I came back. But, but more, more of that in a yeah. bit later. Did we're you talk- like we're yeah. talking about Aquaman? No, no, we're talking about Aquaman later. We're talking about Justice yeah. League first. Um, <laughs> Justice League issue 12. Um, because it annoys Connor, and that, that, that brings me great joy. So, I, I will say this is a kind of a, a weird middle issue of Justice League. I was actually surprised when I saw that uh, Tynan wrote this one, because... I when I was because I, I didn't realize till after I'd finished it that it was him because as I was reading yeah. it I was like this is the Snyder exposition issue in the middle that I usually don't like that much, uh, yep. and that's what it felt like. 
Um, and then the weird thing is, Fraser Irving is a fantastic artist. His his pages are mostly gorgeous. Um, I do have one critique. I don't, I'm not a big fan of the the cut out heads that are sometimes yeah. floating around. Uh, but his art is this otherworldly thing, and it's cool. But it's so different to the other art in the book that it's kind of distracting. And then the yeah. the bigger problem I have though is that at least at first I thought, okay, so we're, we're in the land of the, the, the you know the graveyard of the gods, right? The god graveyard. So that's why it's so different. That's why it's yeah. different. It's right. very ethereal because he has a very almost like magical otherworldly kind of look to his yeah. art, right? Perfect. However, by the end of the issue, regular scenes with Flash and Superman and that are also taking place in Fraser Irving art and it has no, it's like, wait, what? there's no rules now. You're just flipping between yeah. them. I, yeah. I thought, you know, for, for a while in the issue, I thought, all right, Irving's doing the, the Wonder Woman Aquaman stuff in the graveyard mm. of the gods. Yeah. I'm okay with that. It's, it's, it's a good solid reason for a, for a distinctive art shift. Right. It's arguably maybe too jarring. That's fair. It is a bit too but, jarring. Uh, Do you know my big, I think my big problem though is why I think it was jarring is because we first seen this place last issue and it wasn't Irving on art. If, if, it was, yeah. if it was Irving on last issue when they introduced the Graveyard of Gods, I'd be okay with it. No, no, I get that. But at least in issue, there's a reason for having the dual artists for most of the issue. Until? And then it just goes, ah, for, you know, we're running out of time. Irving, do more. Uh, Irving, just do all the pages from the last, like, you know, six or seven. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of weird because I think Irving's art is better. I, I prefer to read that. Yeah, but it's frustrating in that it abandons its structure. It's yeah, it's so weird. So, yeah. So so people talking about this was the exposition issue, mm-hmm. and usually that that's it's kind of annoying because it's like dialogue on top of boxes. And but I liked, I liked what the exposition was here. I liked what it set up with the different gods uh, and how. So yeah, so because the big uh, reveal is that uh, basically Poseidon, Arion didn't want to fight the. The, the the other gods and the other gods right. weren't hostile at first uh arion wanted to invite everyone to share in this this power that was unique to earth yeah that connect life so yeah so earth like uh, this goes back to the john's run and the whole i like the you know we got the in, at the end of the first arc of justice league the whole life right they they, they harness mm. the power of the white that it, it started with there too is that like somehow life as we know it started on earth and that's what makes it the center of, of the multiverse and whatnot, right? Yeah. And um, and here it goes back to that, that life as we know it and how it's so different uh, was meant to be an inspiration to other planets. Mm. And Arian was all about that. Yeah, he, 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 wants to, like, he wants to share it. He wants to invite them yeah. and, and, and bask in it. And, and like, every, come, come and see what we're all about. Like, you know, and then Poseidon is kind of like, wait, no, th- th- this is mine. That's what makes us special. We don't share it, so he ends up corrupting that power, and it ends yeah, up corrupting. He, he, he convinces Arion that they're a threat, and that's what sets yeah. us down this path of imprisoning them. Yep. And and as Poseidon himself admits, he basically turned them into the hostile threats that he thought they were in the first place by doing this for, you know, eons and eons of time. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. No, I mean, I, I like that swerve in it. Um, I, I I really like most of the exhibition. Um, there's the points that I really dislike are when the exposition is explaining stuff in the art. Yeah. Like, mm. um, there's a bit towards the end where Mira has a sword and she's, you know, attacking. And yeah. then you just get Flash's head. It's like, oh, wow, Mira killed it. The floodwaters are retreating and the creatures yeah. with it. It's like, yeah, I know. I just read that. I just, I just <laughs> saw that happen. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, if... the one that got me is there was Arion there with two other, right? Hmm. Um, 
Two oh, other beings. The, the flashback bit. Yeah, and the flashback. Yeah. And at first I thought they, they were meant to be the, the the sea gods that had come. But then I was like, oh no, this is... No, I think they're like are... his sidekicks almost. Atlanteans, right? Yeah. And then I was getting like Trinity vibes. Like, oh, these like this is like Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. And then that they don't ever get brought up. Like, I feel like that art... I do feel was... like that is... They're ripe for exploration later. The, the this trio. See, I don't, I don't know though. I feel like there was a miscommunication with the art. Mm. I feel like at first there, there were these characters, and then they're like, "Oh, we don't have time to get into these characters." And there's so, just supposed I mean, to be a, other kind of high-ranking Atlanteans of the time, maybe. Yeah. Some yeah. of them going so, But I just felt like with what's been going on with the whole doom and justice, and like this is kind of always the cycle, right? You know, I felt like that was prime for the picking with what was going on with Arion, you know? Mm. But, mm. Yeah. Um, so, no, I mean, the, the art is gorgeous, though, when Irving is doing it. Like, the, the stuff with uh, Mira with a sword, uh, the stuff with Wonder Woman D- as well. Demonic Flash. Demonic Flash. Um, the, 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 the cloudy kind of otherworldly feel that it has is, is just gorgeous. And, um, you know... It has atmosphere, which is the thing I like the most about it. Um, yeah. It's just a shame that it's just cutting back and forth and it feels kind of jarring in, in the changes. Yeah, it, uh, it's very uneven. Um, yeah. m- meanwhile, uh, Batman's in an old Lexo suit. <laughs> Take which is fantastic. Of doom. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's like, I'm going to kick all your asses without any arms or legs. <laughs> yes. Because Batman... <laughs> Dro- drop the effing doorknob and step away from the totality. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, uh, and I like what I did with the God stuff too, with Cheetah, uh, and I liked how she was like, you know, these are some like pretty cool artifacts. I don't want to destroy them, like the archaeologist in me, you know. Yeah. Uh, they're just kind of like, don't mind that Cheetah. It's yeah, it's all for a purpose. So basically, also, I, like, I, th- I think that the, the the most important part is the final line is surely. Well, the before, title of this episode. Well, before before we get to the final layer, I just want to mention uh, Mira does get the teardrop of extinction from Arion's bones, which, when put on her sword, is what starts to Kills win the all. fight. It starts. Yeah. It's what you know beats the flood back. So they're kind of starting to lose. You know, the, the gods are now worried. They're retreating, and that's when Black Manta says, "I can feel the death cracking. Let's raise the death crack." <laughs> yeah. Really. So we also didn't get into really what Wonder Woman and Aquaman were doing, and like Poseidon attacks Aquaman, and it was just like, oh well. Yeah, that was the end of uh, yeah, last the end issue. Last issue was immune. Right, but then of course it's not it's exactly what we thought it was, is he was doing that to see if Aquaman was strong enough. That, that, in terms of plot, that's maybe my biggest complaint is that that cliffhanger yeah. is a complete cop out. Yeah. Yeah. Because it wasn't just that, though. He was impaled. He was impaled with a trident. <laughs> He was yeah. impaled, but Poseidon thought that if he still had all his powers, this would make him even stronger for some which, reason. Which I love that Wonder Woman points that out, too. She's like, yeah, so, like, somehow being stabbed makes you stronger? I don't get it. Like, I get magical trident and all that, sure, but yeah. you really yeah. have to stab you him know, with it. But so him not having these, his, his powers... I don't know if this is going to be a thing going forward. Like, is he going to reclaim them from Black yeah, Manta? He'll get them back by the end of this story. I'm yeah, sure. like... Um, but yeah, so they're, so they're in Black Manta and I just, I still don't, it's just one of those things. Like I don't yeah. get it. But I, I mean, I, I, I don't think he will be, but I kind of, I'd hope that Fraser Irving was doing the art for the next issue. Cause that final page with the crack and just being teased the through cracking. the water. 
Oh, yeah. I know. Just... It's beautiful. For, for, so, all, for all the faults that I can levy at this book, that final page is gorgeous and is the best but, moment of the book. The so, problem is, Irving's art is fantastic throughout. It's just, like, the page where Poseidon's, like, sacrificing himself to let them out hmm. is yeah. gorgeous. It's just, it, it feels jarring in comparison so, with everything else. Here's my question, storyline-wise, is, are they going to kill the sea gods, or is Mira going to do something with the tear of extinction in the water that's going to wash away their corruption? Um, I feel like it might... Yeah, a bit of, like once Superman, for example, learns that this was the the truth of what happened to them in right. the past, he's not going to want to kill them. Yeah, no, no, he won't want to kill them. Period. But I just feel like if they kill them, it, it just leads to I feel like they're winning more. They'll be making you know? peace and somehow with them. Yeah, uh, yeah. by the end, they'll, they'll somehow they'll send them back to their own worlds with maybe the the power they wanted in the first place. Send, send them off with the trident. Yeah, right. Um. So, and and yeah. because remember that this was all supposed to be Luther discovering doom before, right? Because we had that whole issue of him going to the future, and yeah. you know, so I feel like if if they can go and spread life through, you know, that that thwarts him a little bit more, then he starts to get more desperate. You know, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. Um... Yeah, so, so going back to what I said about too much exposition, there's just some of the pages, especially early on in the book, felt really, like, just, just clunky with too much boxes, too much dialogue, too much narration. I, I had to reread it, a couple it, pages. For it definitely thinking. eased up as it went on. You did. And I, I found the Irving stuff was a lot less cluttered in terms of just they didn't put as many boxes. It was because he said, this album. art's too good, we're not covering it up, yeah. so... <laughs> They made the right choice. Yes, they did. They did. So it got better as it went along, but the the early issue was kind of bugging me. How just how yes. like it, it was taking me like three times as long to read one of the pages compared to normal. Yeah, because it was just so. No, packed. I get that. Uh, but also, release the death kraken. Release the death kraken. <laughs> yes. Because um, actually, one of the things with the art was is that again going back to how it 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 broke its system of okay the stuff in the the, the graveyard of the gods is the Irving stuff and the other stuff's not. So early on we see Black Manta uh, in the regular art, and then we see it in Irving art towards the end. And I went, this looks like a completely different character in Irving's art. Like this is a completely different shape of helmet. This is a completely different Black Manta. <laughs> Just to emphasize how how big the difference was between the two. Yeah. Um, but hey, uh, so we'll rate we'll rate Justice League. Uh, Matt, what are you giving it? Um, this is a seven point five. Just with the, with the exposition, I liked a lot of it. What it was, but it was clunky at the beginning. Uh. And then, like, the inconsistencies with the art, too. But I still overall enjoyed it. Uh, I agree with the 7.5. If it had been uh, a neat split with Irving stuff, that would probably have pushed mm -hmm. it up. But the, just it being distracting that it ruined its structure. Yeah, I, I will also concur with the 7.5. I Honestly, see if this was all Irving and some of the clunkiness and, you know, the, the overwritten stuff yeah. was taken out. This could have been like a nine point five for me. With, yeah. You know, it, see, see if you look at just those last couple of pages on their own, it's like that feels at the ending of like a nine or something. It does, yeah. yeah. But the, the start. Yeah, so just, I, I like a lot of the content, but it was how it was presented. Yeah. Is what jumbles it up. You so, know. So hey, uh, that's just a sleek. Which does take us neatly on to Aquaman issue forty two, Dan Abnet and Lana yeah. Medina, which is a tie into this, but also the final issue of Abnet's run, which is really weird and. 
<sighs> there's elements of that there. Like, it feels kind of like a greatest hits because you see Wrath again and you see some other it things. It kind of feels like here's the message of my run. Yeah. Yeah. The pr- the problem though is that it it feels like just it feels like the reason why the effect that Poseidon had in Aquaman put him into like a place in his head is just to justify how we can have an issue inside his head, and that's a, oh, that's yeah, the whole it's issue. A clip show. Yeah, it's a clip show. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's yeah. all it is, and. It's it's not necessarily a terrible issue. It's just well enough written, but a couple of pages into it, I'm like, okay, we're just in Aquaman's head as he's like learning whatever Poseidon's you know giving him. Yeah, I really don't like this issue. It's it's very tedious. Yeah. Word I think it's, a it's kind of pointless. Um, yeah. For one, you say, oh, it's it's a greatest hits. It's supposed to be this stuff, but I just it feels so so unearned to just do it like this. Oh, yeah, I never said it was good. I said that's what it was supposed to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. Um, but greatest hits feels generous. I like. He's in a hard place, right? I, I, I'll blame Amnet for this because his final yeah. issue is a tie-in to a, a crossover. Uh, it wasn't even really a crossover. It's just, it's just a Justice League story that has a couple of yeah. Aquaman tie-ins. Yeah. Um, and like, what does he do? He has to wrap up his run. He has to fit it into the story of what's going on in the in the in the, in the main story. And yeah, it's like. I mean, his run's been going about what fifty odd issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a little bit before, uh, before. before Rebirth. Yeah, he had an arc before. Yeah, yeah. And it's a pretty solid run. Like you take away some of the early Rebirth stuff, like once, yeah, once he really got going with the Aquamarines. Yeah, it, that early Rebirth stuff. section. And there's that one. Yeah. There was that run Wrath issue that was pretty bad. But other than that, it was yeah. a pretty solid yeah. run. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's definitely like so, one of those that'll be. Oh hey, so I want an Aquaman run. Yeah, yeah, you can read this. It'll be good enough. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You look at Aquaman, and you're basically a Peter David and that Abda. I think. <laughs> I think in there. terms of recommending. Yeah, Jeff Parker. This, oh sure, yeah, I like Jeff Parker and Johns and obviously. Jeff Johns, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think. I think in terms of recommending this in the future, though, as a run, I'm gonna struggle because it kind of doesn't have an ending. It kind of just like, well, yeah. I, I guess it's done. There's there's no resolution with a lot of the Mera as Queen stuff, which. I'm sure they're gonna pick up on like yeah. when, but it kind of Kelly Sue. A lot of it just kind of says like, oh, oh, I, I guess I'm done. Like, um, yeah. Honestly, only because of the, the the little extra stuff at the end. Like, I think you t- you t- for the end of Abnet's run, you take it as the end of the Wrath story, which also was the end of the Mira Mini, right? It ended with right. her being proper queen and them saving Atlantis yeah. and it rising. That that was the end of his run was Atlantis Rising. The right. the crossover with Suicide Squad and then these tie-ins to to Drown the, Earth the are just the, the coronation is part of that. It doesn't matter though. Uh, it really doesn't yeah, matter. but any any other boring. writer like he could have been he could yeah. have been done like that's the logical end of his story was Mira. Ascended. Yeah, okay, I'm with you. Yeah, like, you that's know? the ending. You you didn't really need to see the coronation. That was just there because he had to do more issues. Yeah. yeah. So would you would you, you say know? in future to you know someone read it just stop there? Yeah, because yeah. I mean it wouldn't even be in the trade, right? Because it would because the Suicide right. Squad one would be its own little mini, and then these two Aquaman issues I assume will be in the Justice League trade. I yeah, would just say stop yeah. at the end of that. But yeah. <laughs> there you go, that's your ending. Yeah. Um, and that stuff was the, you... the strongest. Like from from issue twenty five till the end of that story, that was the yeah yeah pinnacle. The way right? oh, tried and all that stuff. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, it was really good stuff. So, um, I would just say there's a couple of really weird add-ons at the end because they had to have the book going long enough before the new run started. Do you know what's something I'm sad about Aquaman going forward? I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to to trying the Kelly Sue stuff. 
But I'm a little bit sad we, we dropped Cedric's style already. I thought that's yeah, it. Yeah. That's the style for the next like five years. That's what we're going with yeah, as, uh, as Aquaman style. Then well, uh, I guess we're back to house style. That and, and Dolphin. I need I need to see more Dolphin. I like her a lot. Yeah, I like Cedric's yeah. uh, style on that book as well. It, it made it feel a bit more unique. Because it, it was feel... even after he left, it was like no, no, no we're keeping that feeling yeah. right, and that's why we assume yeah. okay, that'll be the style going forward. And I guess not. It was for the rest of the run, but yeah yeah which was which was nice i'm, I'm glad yeah. it lasted as long as it did i just i i would have loved for that to carry forward yeah mm-hmm. yeah as for this actual issue what's going on it's like he, he, aquaman's a little boy with his dad and his dad's telling him to be brave and <laughs> find hope basically as aquaman yeah. sees like some of his greatest enemies he's mantis he's wrath and sees his ocean master Warm. yeah mm-hmm. and then he's like oh great i'll wake up now <laughs> like, oh, I'll, I, oh i need to grow up sure yeah i'm an adult Got it. yeah yeah, it was a pointless tie-in, really. Yeah, I, I didn't like this issue. Like, we we kind of knew that's what this was going to happen by the fact that it was a tie-in and not part of Drowned Earth. Like we we joked like, oh, this next issue is just going to be what <laughs> it happened. It, after. it really felt yeah. like you know Drowned Earth was written. And it was like, oh, when he gets hit with Poseidon, we'll use that as our excuse to have an issue. We'll, we'll just say an issue takes place in his head. Right. And they had right. to think of a way to shoehorn it in. And that's yeah. what it feels like. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. so It's weird that, you know, going through all these greatest hits things that Dolphin doesn't really show up. Nope. nope. That's so I brought her up because, like, you feel like that was meant to add some tension with the Mara thing. And now that's just like, eh, we're not doing that anymore. No, like, I get that. that she's represented in the fact that i assume that's meant to be a dolphin that's you know his friend that that you know guides him back to, yeah. to shore but i mean because that's what dolphin just... did for him she helped him become the right, right. again but, yeah but we not have just had dolphin show up we had wrath we had everyone else why not just use dolphin yeah it was king yeah. shark he was important <laughs> jerak biss you know yeah he was yeah. awesome yeah where, where, uh, where's, where's volko who's who's representing volko in all this man <laughs> Well, yeah. well so, is, uh, no one else is represented. It's just dolphin. Yeah. I'm like, but but why? I don't why know. There was, there was a crab fish in the background of one of the panels. I think that was vocal. Yeah. I um. So I, I've been uh really doubting of the Aquaman movie because I keep it in the same trailer. Yeah. And it just the CG looks real bad. But I got the second trailer yesterday when I went to the movies. Was that the super and five minute long one? I don't think it was five minutes long. It was. Yeah, um, that was the one I saw. More last. Could yeah. have been the third one. There was a new one in the last few weeks that was the the final yeah. trailer. But it made me much more hopeful for the movie because it looked like it was full of of humor, you know, and really taking advantage of Momoa. Is it, is it Aquabro humor? Yeah, yeah. well, that's right, why I, mean, I liked him. Uh, I mean, it was so Volko shows up because you guys remind me when you brought up Volko, and it was the first time I've seen um, what's his name. Uh, Green Goblin from, from the first Spider-Man. Oh, Defoe. Defoe as Volko, and he tells him like, "Yeah, we're we got to get you a trident." And Aquaman's like, "Yeah, I already got one of those." And he points to his. He's like, "No, you need one more powerful." He's like, "Yeah, but like I have one already. Why do I need a new one?" Like, we're, we're, it works just it's fine. It's a trident. You stab people with it. Right, and it was just that Aqua Bro. A lot more of that from Justice League that I enjoyed. And so I was like, oh, okay, I can he's put up with bad CG. Oh, I, I, he's going to hate it. I'm not sure. I'm not sold on the bro humor. I'm really not. 
but we'll so, see. Get ready for it, because uh, you know, if Kelly Sue has a short run, that's what you're getting for Aquaman after this. Yeah, which I don't want though, because I like comics being different. I like. Oh, the I don't want it either. I'm just saying, prepare you know? for the worst. I just. Like yeah. it's, it's kind of like I love the idea that underwater is another world, right? And it's kind of like well, like Irvin's art. It's like well, like Cedric's art when he was doing the the yeah. trade yeah. stuff and all that. I like the feeling that it, we're we're in this almost alien place, but it's on Earth still. Mm-hmm. There's a really right. great sort of sense of wonder to that, uh, and I feel like the, the movie looks more just like ah, big CG effects and action and bro humor. And so, and that's yeah. So that's what I thought leading up to it. But this with what they're doing with the last trailer I got. It really doubles down on Orm in this alien setting, like he's mm. of neither place, you know, like he's not of of the land, he's not of the sea, so he's an outsider in both. And I feel that's what they're really driving home on, which that's Aquaman, right? Like that's yeah, at least at least that's there. So I, I'm a little bit more hopeful after that because as as it stood right now, the my biggest hope for the the DC cinematic universe was Shazam. I'm still looking forward oh. to that more than I am Aquaman. I am too. Oh yeah, me me too. But at least I have a glimmer, you know. Yeah, I I'm hope st- I like I'm, it. I want to like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit more optimistic now that you've said that. But I mean, I'm not really optimistic. It's still no. It still might be real bad. But at least James Wan. I tend to like his stuff more than I don't like it. Um, sure. He's unproven yeah. in a non-horror realm. That's all I'm saying. In oh fact, man, Fast Seven was pretty good. In fact, I wish. Oh, it's okay, I suppose. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I just, I, I would I actually, I would want him to use some of his horror stuff in Aquaman because I think that the horrors of the deep would be. I'm definitely feeling like the trench are gonna show up. Like you don't Ooh. bring, you don't bring James Wan in and don't tease. At least tease the trench. Like we can well, get okay. one scene. But then I'm worried. Like, oh, we've got a trench. We got Black Manta. We got Orm. We got like how this many is... villains do we need? This, yeah, this is getting stuffed. Anyway. Uh, what are you reading, Aquaman? Uh, the the book, Matt. Uh, five five. It was, it was pretty, pretty bad. As in five point five. All right, okay. Yeah, five five. I'm not getting into it again. I'm, what? I'm you can you cut five point five? It literally by definition yeah. above average. Yeah, but uh, it's pretty bad. What you yeah, so it's still readable. <laughs> <laughs> What are you giving it, Connor? A four. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I think I think I'm on on, on line with the four because it, it wasn't terribly written. It wasn't like it was uh, horrible art or anything like that. It it was just the the concept and why it exists just felt forced and. It feels irrelevant. Yeah. Um, it, it it feels clunky. It feels like a bit of a mess in terms of just that it's oh hey here's everything at once. Um, even though you know the the dialogue's fine, it it, it just. It's got no weight to it. It's got nothing to it. You could have skipped this and started Kelly Sue's stuff you, and it would have been fine. You probably should have skipped this yeah. if you haven't read it already for some reason. But that'll take us back to a Justice League bit. we got Justice League Dark, issue 5. This is James Tynan the 4th. And there we have, on art, Daniel uh, Semper. So, yes, yeah, this, this was Detective Chimp the focused chimp, to a point. The chimp drinks. The, ch- the chimp does drink. A, 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 a chimpanzee, chimpanzee walks into a bar. Yes. Yeah. He drinks a lot in this. So that's not the joke. We, st- we yeah. start the book, we end the book with him drinking. Um, okay, so I got a question for Connor, because he's our de facto DC magic expert. Are you that familiar with this land? Is it Mira? Is that how uh, you say it? I, I assume is how you say it. That's how I've always okay. read it. I'm not hugely okay. familiar, no. It's uh, one of those okay. corners that 
vaguely aware what, of. Do you know what's funny is that I, I read Mirror first, and then I said, no, I'll say Myra. And the reason why I switched is because Mirror, to me, sounds like I'm saying the word Mirror. Oh, uh, see, to me, it yeah. sounds like Mira from Aquaman. Uh, the, du- the double R to me says Mira, yeah. uh, not Myra. Yeah. Yeah. That's, sing, that's, sing fair. that's fair, but I, I feel like, like I'm just saying the word mirror in my accent because that's how I say mirror. Mirror. Yeah. yeah. What was that yeah. bullshit Scottish accent, yeah. Matt? Yeah, that's. <laughs> I was like, I've Scotty impression, was what that was. Yeah. Well, of course. That's what. <laughs> but, anyways, yeah, because I have nothing, I don't know about this place whatsoever. Like, I know of, of, of the Magic Realms, you have Gem World. And you have uh, the Warlord place. I forget the name of it. Um, and, if, and if you're counting, you know, the land that time forgot as magic, that's more okay. sci-fi. I'm not too sure, depending on who's writing. You know. Gem World. This place. Though. Yeah. So this, this is all I know. And when they started describing it as a place of metaphors and not literal, my brain kind of went like, but so wait, so is it real or is it not real? Like, how are they interacting with it if it's a land of metaphors? You know, because so you can interact with a metaphor, sure. Yeah, but but Chimp was making it sound like it's not a place of concrete. No, no, I think it, it it's more the idea that everything's a, a representation of something. You know, like that way he says, you know, we see it's not a tree; it's just something that looks like a tree. It's it's a representation of a tree, but it's a sentient being. But it's so still a tree, right? Is... Well, is it? I don't I... know. And that's where I get my brain's like, what is this place? So I guess that's the good job of Bitinian, right? For like, it, it feels really... mystical. Yeah. Like, cause I don't know what this place is. And like, yeah, there's skeleton soldiers and dragons and that's fantastical enough, but yeah, they're not and... supposed to exist. And Bobo you know? messed it up and they're all mad at Bobo. Yeah. Because the blue, the blue, uh, devil. blue devil, so yeah, shows up and is like. So I had this spoiled by accident via via Reddit uh, because it said, "Look who showed up," and there was no spoiler tag. There was no so. Why would I you was just like, if it says, "Look who showed up"? Because it wasn't for Justice League Dark. It was just I thought you know, I thought it was going to be like a Stanley something. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. Some of the DC subreddit you thought like uh, whatever. And then I click on it, and it was Blue Devil. And I went, son of a bitch. Now I know what to expect for Justice League Dark. It didn't ruin it for me, because Blue Devil is one of those characters that I really like. But had I had the surprise of him showing up at the end? Because he's teased at the beginning. Hmm. Yeah. When he shows up at the end with a giant axe. Yeah, I would have liked to have that surprise. You know? Yeah. Basically, they they steal Bobo's sword, because they want to go to the, the Tamara... And he's not happy about it, and then he decides to man up a little bit afterwards and follows them in uh, to try and take control of the situation. And they don't like him very much there. He did something really bad to mess up. Because obviously we start in a flashback where he's they're at the funeral of the Nightmaster. And mm-hmm. this is him getting the sword and him getting the duty and how, how much responsibility it is and, and everything else. That that funeral seemed like a legit good funeral. You know, he had, he had bands playing. You had two different bands. <laughs> you had Nightmasters, the Electrics, which is a weird name for a band, and then you had some some Mirren sorcerers playing like the light flute from Futurama, Pre- like, presumably an open bar. 
Yeah, probably. You know, um, but yeah. So, I, I when did Bobo do this? This is right after. Right after metal, died. presumably. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So between metal and then when when he was recruited for this team, I would assume. Right. Right, so I mean, I, I, yeah. as I said, not overly familiar with with Mira. It could be one of those places where time moves a bit funny. And that's and that's what I'm thinking because if this happened in between, you know, moments with him, I could get that. But I like them bringing Blue Devil back into this because he's a pretty cool character. Yeah, uh, I and mean, he was a stunt man that ended up with being cursed by a demon to become a demon. So that's kind of cool. Um. Yeah. Um, also worth mentioning, Tracy Thirteen and Manbat um, bonding a little bit. Yeah, more of a team up that I didn't also, know I wanted, but I'll take her, it. Her bringing up Natasha was a nice mm-hmm. bit of continuity from Superwoman. That's cool. Yeah, uh-huh. um, I like that. So no, that, that stuff was cool. And then he also had Constantine Swamp thing off to see Doctor Fate um, oh. to pick a fight. Naboo. Yeah. yeah. To, to yeah. pick a fight and basically to summon some uh, maybe some higher. Uh, higher powers. Higher powers. You know, right, someone phrase. come in and sort this douche out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Phantom Stranger shows up, and that's kind it's, of where we leave that. I, I do appreciate how Constantine that is. He's like, yeah. yeah, this this is this is above my pay grade. So I'll just I'll just call someone well, basically. I also like that the the nature of magic still unstable, being that the Parliament of Trees is gone still. Like yep. they're gone, and Swamp Thing doesn't know that if he decides to retire, if they're ever going to replace him. Which that's yeah, a problem. Yeah, they can replace him. Right. And then with Constantine, the cancer's back because that demon blood did burn itself out. So yeah. all the different things that he's done, it's almost I think of it as wizard cancer, like from Harry Potter with Dumbledore. Yeah. You know? Like it's just attacking him all at once and it's just too much for him to deal with. Sure, that um, may, that that makes it clear for me, sure. Yeah. No. I do. I do particularly I like what this does for for Swamp Thing, though. The idea that he was ready to retire, but now he feels yeah. obligated to yeah, stay because he he's like, "But what no, if I can't?" What is if... the degree. Exactly. So it's yeah. like this this um, you know uh, reluctant hero sort of thing that he's doing, even yeah. more than usual. Yeah, it's just yeah, the burden of like... you know if 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 there's no protector of the green, the earth is screwed, and he doesn't know if he can be replaced or not. So. Yeah, it adds this extra layer to his character that I quite like. Cause he's, always, he's, to him. he's always been like a tragic hero. He's always been this tragic figure yeah. who, um, you know, it at least takes some time coming to accept what his purpose is and what he's supposed to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the idea of doing this again at the end of his story, if this, if this is what we're considering, it, is that like, he was ready to give up. He was ready to like, go, go down. And not, not in a bad way, he was just ready to be replaced. Um, but no, he, he has to stay on and fight. Yeah, and I like that a lot. Um, but with him, because like you said, he's this tragic figure that, for a while, he was just the memories of Alec Holland. You know, he wasn't even the actual Alec Holland. Yeah. So here, you know, now he's stuck. Like he can't even quit uh, if he wanted to. I hope we get to see some of the outcome with uh, Phantom Stranger and and Nabu. Yeah. I want to know where where that's going. So, do we know if Phantom Stranger is still supposed to be Judas? Like, if that. As far as I know, yeah. Okay. I, so, I don't remember it he seemingly, being undone. He seemingly outranks Naboo because he's like, We're, we need to have a talk. You no, know? It does feel that way, yeah. But but I definitely feel like we're going to get this villainous Naboo for now until they can strap someone else to the helmet. You know? Because yeah, he's, I think... 
we got the the teasers with you know um you know Mamba asking Tracy thirteen yeah. to you know hey we got the kid in the jar have yeah, yeah. And we have him and we and we can have uh, Khaled be fate again I assume yeah but see I like I like this Naboo that he's all about order and he doesn't care about mm. it you know and that's what makes him villainous like he's not a bad guy exactly he's just like no you guys mess things up too much I have he's to clean this up gone to the extreme yeah and I and I like that about him because. If they could strap him down, then that adds that little wrinkle to fate where now he has Naboo going, nah, you got to let me loose. You yeah. got to fix all this, you know? So that's cool. Yes. Yeah. No, it was, it was a good mm-hmm. issue. Just um, uh, on the art, I wasn't familiar with Semper before, but I really liked it. It was pretty mm-hmm. solid. Uh, right from the start with Chimp walking into the bar. Yeah, that mm-hmm. and uh, fantastic colors on the opening stuff, especially for the, the funeral. Um. But then you get all these double page spreads of you know like them them fighting the dragon thing like Wonder Woman leaping at the dragon was yeah. fantastic looking. Yeah, I think sometimes you worry when you see a name in the art you don't recognize and you're like, oh god, is this going to be good or not? Well, yeah, because it's it's a just an unproven quantity, yeah. isn't it? It's like you don't know what to expect. But no, um, uh, the art was really solid. Um, yeah. No, it was it was good. Uh, what are you giving it, Matt? Uh, this was a eight point five. I thoroughly enjoyed this issue. Uh, Connor. Yeah, I'm on board with the 8.5. Oh, I'm going to be the grouch in this one then. Uh, I'm going with a 7. Um, I liked it. The art was good. Uh, I like the Swamp Thing stuff. Um, and I like what it's doing with Chimp. I'm, I, I guess my lessened enthusiasm is just because eh, we're, we're in a magical realm and we're dealing with you know magic-y things. It's, 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 it's me and Matt right at home. Of, yeah, yeah it, it's reminding me of Demon Knights. Like, mm. God, I missed that book. Yeah, so... That's a, I'm looking up Daniel Sampier now to see where we would have seen him. He's done some Green Arrow. He's done a lot of Injustice. Mm. Uh, so he's been with DC for a while then doing stuff, just yeah. not books we'd have been seeing. Yeah. Um, he did Batgirl 18 and 19. Okay. Trying to see which... Obviously, it didn't make enough of an impression that we remembered. But no. I'd but like yeah, to think I'll remember cool. after this. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it more, so that's, that's always good. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, that'll take us on to Sideways issue 10. Dan Didio rating Kenneth Rockefort is back on art, which will probably be for the final run now, I imagine. Unless I hope he's. So. You know, because he, start, he it, created the character, he cr- he's credited with it. That's what I was say. It would be sad, you know, given that this was the, the artist line. And Rockefort's been relatively consistent on the book, right? That, to not end yeah. with it. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. he started it. There's a couple issues here and there. He, he was there he for was the missing. whole first arc, I think, and then he was gone yeah. for the Seven Soldiers stuff in the middle. Yeah. Uh, so maybe he's now back to the end. Uh, but yeah, this is this is um, Derek coming home, and he's been gone for a week, so his dad had police in <laughs> looking to search for him. Uh, yeah. yeah. So that's unfortunate. That was rough. Yeah. The stuff with the dad. Yeah, his dad's basically yeah. Your mom was the one who wanted to adopt you. I don't know if I'm going to keep you now that <laughs> now she's gone. Was basically the gist of it. Uh, fairly depressing conversation. But he ends up uh, meeting up with Ernie, and because she obviously knows everything about his powers, uh, she just says, Hey, take me away from here right now, like somewhere far away. So they go to Paris with his powers, and they're just sitting in the Eiffel Tower, and they have this heart to heart about what she's going through. Her parents are splitting up. Uh, he's been telling her about the Seven Soldiers and fighting in the other dimensions, and how he was kind of inspired because Superman just ran in head first, and she get, she hits him in the back of the head. She's like, "Stop beating yourself up. You're not Superman, right? That's what makes him Superman, right? You do the right. best you can." 
Um, and then they have a kind of a sweet moment where they hold hands a little bit, and it's like, oh, okay, we're yeah, they, like... they they graze hands yeah. on the you know they're by the Eiffel Tower, you know they can see it in the the background. Or are they on that? No, they're sitting on it. They're, they're, they're actually sitting on one. Yeah, of the they're sitting on it. Yeah, yeah. So it's this really nice moment, and then um, this is a really there, obvious comparison a... to make, but it was giving me serious early Ultimate Spider-Man Peter and MJ vibes. Yeah. That's what it was yeah. giving me. That uh, makes sense. Which is good, um, because I was really And then, and then there's a, a bombing attempt in a subway, and, and yeah. Sideways jumps in to go help, and he becomes, like, this hero of Paris, yeah. which is super nice. They, they all start, like, praising him in French, and he can't understand them, but he's he's just he's just yeah. sort of saying, Alonzi, Alonzi, just try to get him to move uh-huh. uh, out, out of the subway. But he, the second guy, because there's, like, a second bomber who he actually just, he, yeah. he does a little rift and just, like, puts his hand through and grabs a detonator from the guy's right. hand, which I really liked. Uh, and then the final yeah. bomber is going to be a knife tower. So it's like, oh, Ernie's in danger now because she's still back there. So then he has to right. swoop in and he, does, he makes a rift below him and he falls through and it's, it's, it's fun stuff. Um, and then he's like, he even kind of hints that, oh yeah, this was more important this one because it was you that was in danger. Uh, but they're kind of like, oh, okay, all right. So we'll, we'll get yeah. back to the potential romance here later. But um, you know, it was some of the sweet stuff that I, I like this book for. I, you know, because we weren't that super keen on the last arc because yeah. he was away in this other dimension doing yeah. whatever, and it was really nice to come back to the supporting cast. It was really nice to come back to all these characters. Yeah. Um, and then the final. I loved his story. How he didn't exactly lie to the police. He just wasn't one hundred percent truthful. Yeah, he was technically he was like, in Metropolis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like, so I, I fell in with this group and I did some things so I could get fed. And, you know, I helped, you know, I saw Superman in Metropolis. So, you know. That was fun. It was, yeah, I I liked all that. And then just the dad stuff kind of bothered me. I just, like him just going, yeah, I never wanted you. Bye. (laughs) It was like, like, I I understand their relationship was meant to be complex, you know, but like, he's been around him for his entire life. I'd like to think it, it would be a little bit more. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see where so. they go with that. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the 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 lady who runs the the, the you know the business, oh. uh, the lab, uh, killed, her mom worked, killed the mom. Responsible for for mom's death. Yeah. Uh, she uh, hires or has someone else that she's experimented on uh, yep. to to come and nab sideways, or, she, or more specifically, he nabs Ernie and sort of kidnaps her, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I can do what you can do sideways." So. Um, you're going to do what I say kind of thing. Yeah. So did you recognize this villain? I did not. Uh, I'm just going to look up, because yeah. he said his name at the end, so I'm just going to go... Yeah, his name's Bolt. He was Bolt, a... Was yeah. yeah, he was an, in the the comics in the 90s. He's really? a teleporter. Yeah, he showed up in uh, John's Titans. Uh, well, not John's Titans, but that that same series just after John's had left when they did the Terror okay. Titan stuff. Yeah, I've never uh, heard he, of him. He's, he's got kind of almost yeah. electro-looking like eye yeah. things with the space. Well, his, his name doesn't seem to make sense because he looks like he's electrical powered he does. with a name like Bolt, but he's a teleporter. But but what I remembered from him was he had a son named Dreadbolt that took over for him, mm. and his son took over by basically turning on his teleportation suit and sending it into a brick wall, so well, he I mean, could take over the legacy. You know, you you yeah. you bolt away, right? So he 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 yeah. he goes away. Also, it's really funny how Usain Bolt just happened to land the name Bolt, Bolt. and he's like the fastest man on earth. Just yeah, you know, point, point that out. Yeah. Uh, I did laugh though because the, the next time on says Thunderbolt and Lightning, 
very, very, very frightening. frightening. Yeah, so that made me laugh. Indeed. So, you know, um, but no, I, you know, this was back on form. I really like this issue. It was back mm-hmm. to what I like about Sideways. It's depressing that it's ending, but yeah, that, that was the bummer because we I said it at the top that we kind of wasted some of the issues with the Seven Soldier stuff, yeah. knowing like, is that going to be part of something going forward? Like, is that why? We put it there. Yeah, maybe. Or... But, I mean, at least with Diddy being the one writing the book, he knows that he's cancelling it. So, <laughs> he, yeah. he, he, he'll he he have an ending in mind, I'm sure, and he'll he'll wrap yeah. it up. Uh, and hopefully Sideways... I just hope can... Sideways sticks around. Yeah, I hope he know? ends up in a team book or something. Yeah. Uh, give, give us some Sideways. Yeah, so I'm on the Titans. Or Teen yeah. Titans, rather. Um... I, I think the downside, though, is that I like his supporting cast, and I feel like that's what you're going to lose. You're going to lose Ernie if, if he's just on a team book. Because he'll, yeah. he'll just be with the teammates, which will kind of suck, but... Hey-ho. Yeah. Hey-ho. What are you giving it, Matt? Oh, this was an 8. I, I enjoyed this one. The, the art, especially. Yeah. I've seen Rockefeller back. Uh, that was the strong point. And at, the story was back to form outside of the dad stuff. I didn't have too much problems. So. Yeah, no, I, I like the, the, the sort of the, the general, just he used to be a hero plot, so he actually goes off and saves people from bombings. I like that. I like the yeah. stuff with Ernie a lot. Well, and, and it turns out that it's Leviathan, too. We, we kind That's of true, yeah. Over that. Yeah, it was Leviathan who yeah. was behind it. So, so I'm wondering if this is going to tie into some Superman stuff, you know, because we've mm. seen that now he's been kind of inspired by Superman. So he got his powers in Gotham, but he's being inspired by a version of Superman. Um, yeah, so I'm I wonder wondering if he if ends he, up coming to metropolis and superman or something yeah at some point. Throw, throw him in yeah throw him in the superman book somehow like yeah. hey, make him a friend of jimmy olsen's i can see it i you can know? see it yeah. all right uh so so yeah would you rate it oh did i rate it eight i assume i agree okay yeah gotcha. uh so we will we'll move on uh to connor's first punishment book i should explain this so why do we have punishment books we have punishment books because on patreon.com slash tv we can go and support the show if you want to uh we greatly appreciate it but one of the the higher ranking uh tiers on patreon is you can make connor or myself read a book once a month um of your choosing uh, it doesn't have to be a new book. It can be an older book. Um, although well, both of Connors are actually pretty new. More importantly, it doesn't even have to be a punishment. You could you could make Pete read Demon Knights <laughs> because it's fantastic, and he should just read it. Yeah, Demon Knights is good. The point Paul being Cornell. is that Connor has two per month, and he's doing both this week because week four next week is quite a packed week of books. So made more sense to do them on this quieter week. So he's going to be talking about Red Hood Outlaw Twenty Six. Scott Lobdell writing and Pete Woods on art. First positive, getting out of the way first, mm-hmm. that this isn't a new number one because this very easily could have been just issue one. Sure. Yeah. So credit where it's due to whoever in editorial decided that, no, we'll just carry on with the numbering because um, as I say, it would have been very easy to just call this new number one because it is... Even even though Lobdell's still writing, unfortunately, it's very much a new run. Um, second positive, Pete Woods is good on art. I like his art, but I mean, it's not really a new thing for this book to have good artists, is it? No, no. It was Rockefeller's baby back in the day. <laughs> it was, yeah, and that Rockefeller's solid. What's not to like there? However. In terms of the art, I don't, I don't want to throw Pete Woods under the bus here because I don't know that it's his fault. But whoever designed this Red Hood outfit needs a crowbar. 
<laughs> it's, it's shite. It's um, it hides it for like the first like six seven pages. He's just wearing a red hoodie, and and you can't see his face. It's all shadowed out. It's actually pretty actually long. It's probably about half the book where, until he reveals it. He's got just like a like a mask for the bottom half. It's like a like a rebreather style. Kind of just covers up his uh, his mouth and no- goes up to his nose. And then he's got his eye domino mask. That's it. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it's it up right now. It's atrocious. Like. So yeah, he's, he's got like a almost like scorpion sub zero type. Yeah. Mask, but he's also got a hood that he sometimes wears. But yeah, he's got he's got a hoodie. <laughs> but what the hell? I don't mind the top half so much. It's the weird grey trousers that I'm having. The grey military combat. Yeah, they're weird. I don't know what's going on with them. They should just be black. They should. I I really don't like it. There's a panel in this that is all this silhouette. uh, And then you've got the red hood, red eyes for some reason. I guess he has lenses in that mask. Um, Just because you've got to have that effect. And then the red mask. And then just you know black until you get to the red bat logo he gets again, and that's it. It's like it's all blacked out except. I mean, I guess you could argue at least it's a hood now, so his name makes more sense. Sure, but I mean. Yeah, but I, I don't know his his whole helmet thing with him taking over the name Red Hood from from a it Joker a, alias it maybe. Had a meaning behind it, right? Yeah, and now just just putting a hood and and goggles on him, and it's like well. It's kind of low key phantasm for me, and that kind of upsets me. Upsets me, you know. Mm. I can I can see the mask of phantasm, Harrison. Uh, <clears throat> so, so this is equally the best and worst issue in a long time. <laughs> it's it's the best because Pete Woods. Right? <laughs> no, Matt, you're, you're Mike Scan, by the way. No, it's the best because no Artemis. So hell yeah, it's the worst because no Bizarro. So screw it. <laughs> uh, they, they really balanced that book out. That's kind of rough. Weird. Um, but yeah, uh, so the the point is, is he's tracking down uh, this, this uh, gangster drug running, I think it was, uh, you know, from whatever he was doing with with Roy back in the annual last time. And he's on a bus, and he's conveniently the only person on the bus. And I, I just want to point out how much I hate this book. That the first caption, you know, the the, uh, the location captions that you get, mm-hmm. it just says America, 2 a.m. somewhere. I go, ugh. Does it say America or America? No, 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 America with the with the apostrophe. Oh God. Yeah. I thought you were going to say something. Oh yeah. no, I'm just. I feel the pronunciation is weird here. Isn't it meant to be America? Oh no no because that's with a U. This this right. is America. Okay. America. All right. Yeah. I, I thought I should usually emphasize with the U sound though. Yeah. Well, that's just the way if you really want to sound down home redneck, it's America. <laughs> but if you just want to sound like upper class redneck, it's America. You know. Yeah. Okay. Different. Noted. Noted. But yeah, so he's on a bus. Conveniently, he's the only one, and it's just the driver. And they they come across some woman who's bleeding out on the road, and. He's like, all right, I'll, I'll come and get her. And um, she's like, no, no, stop, leave. I'm, I'm FBI. I'm ordering you to leave. It's not, it's not safe for you to get involved. But apparently, he's a hero now. So he's like, no, I'm not leaving without you. And picks her up and takes her onto the bus. And 
naturally all these bikers show up to come and get her. And they're like, hey, you got one minute to hand her over and then you can leave. And Jason, being the cocky prick that he is, is like, comes out and he's like, oh, that gives me 15 seconds to spare. And proceeds to beat the shit out of them. It's a nice mm. sequence of art. I'll give it that. Um, it, it's a little weird that throughout all of this, we're still hiding the outfit. So we're still hiding the mask. It's just the silhouette. Um, I I think he hasn't got it on yet, which is why that that's the case, because he's he's just uh, there's no red eyes or anything like that. So he gets he beats them all up, sticks the flare up the lead biker's ass because that was his threat. Oh, good lord! Yeah, yeah. That, that it, it starts with a. What, let me get the, the 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 actual dialogue. It's like, yeah, right. First, I'm gonna beat the crap out of your friends. Then I'm gonna shove that flare up your butt. That's the dialogue. And then so he beats them up, and and the guys there going, oh, please don't kill me. And he's like, no, no, no I didn't say I was gonna kill you. Remember? <laughs> and the guy looks horrified, naturally. Um. So he comes back onto the bus, puts on his his, his outfit now. You know, puts on his mask. And the FBI lady is like, hang on a second. I know who you are. You tried to assassinate Cobblepot. Come on, you're under arrest. Bear in mind, she's lying on the on the chairs, bleeding out at this point. She's clearly not going to do anything. And he just tells the driver, hey, you take her to a hospital. It's like 40 miles back. I'm, I'm going after the guys. So he jumps in. We cut to you know, him jumping in on these these mobsters with a crowbar. That's his weapon of choice. <laughs> I'm, I'm not shitting you. I was gonna ask because I just pulled up the redesign and I'm looking at the you know right. the different things. Does he have and, a crowbar in that? Yeah, he's got the crowbar with a and, and a katana. It looks like like a, one of the short swords, the shotos. Right. And I just I, whatever. I'm glad I don't care about this character. Like, yeah. Whatsoever. So he's he's going around with the crowbar. And then he beats up a dude with an American flag. Like he gets a big flagpole, he's waving it around, smacking dudes. So he wait, the guy has the American flag, or no, no, Red Hood Jason grabs, beats him yeah, up yeah. with the. Jason grabs a flag out of the ground, like you know, there's a flagpole nearby. So he grabs it, smacks a guy in the head, and then stabs someone in the chest with it, with the other end. And then it's it's back to crowbar action after that. It's kind of rough. And then he blows up the the leader. He, he, he leaves a bomb in his car. Um, he takes back uh, the the FBI woman. Her partner died. I think she. I think he died uh, from uh, from these this gang. So he, he gives us the, the the badge. I think or something. And he's like, hey, you know, his family will be grateful. Yeah, that's about it. He's gonna help her out because because of course he is, and it's it's awful. It's it's so bad. But he's got. He's, why is he using a crowbar? What was it like to be the Jason Todd of my cat's Firefly? That's what I thought. Off he like, goes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything to say about the book, so I'll just make some jokes about the cat. I'm, honestly, this is the the most I have to say about the book in a while because I'm in shock at the di- at the new direction. He's going like, around beating up people with crowbars. That's something. Yeah. There's something. Uh, yeah, because reasons. Dumb. It's a three. Well then, I suppose that takes me on to Hawk and Dove issue six. And there's a there's a change in creatives here. 
from the previous issues. Ooh. Yes, now Rob Layfield is writing and doing art. <laughs> <laughs> is this your favourite issue yet? There's must be so many pouches. <laughs> I'll just say, Tyler, I have a crowbar with your name on it. It's in, a, it's in a glass case. It'll, it's just being spruced up. It'll be taken out on a special occasion uh, when opportunity comes knocking. So, somehow, I don't know how this is possible, but somehow because he's writing the book as well, the art got worse. <laughs> it, it, it's like, I don't know, maybe he had less time to do the art because he was writing, <laughs> but right. it's, it's worse. It's somehow worse. There's some weird faces. So, so the front cover of this one has Hawk crossed out and it says Batman and Dove. Although Hawk's still there, it's it's Hawk, Dove, Batman, and Robin, and that leads me to my my first major problem with the art, of many, might I add. Robin shows up, right, and I got mm-hmm. confused because I went, wait a minute, this is early New Fifty Two, so Robin has to, to be Damien, has to be Damien, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. He looks like six foot tall. And he, he looks like he's, you know, in his 20s. And I'm like, he's got a staff. And I'm like, oh, so it's Tim oh, then. Oh, it's Red Robin. Yeah, it must be Tim. And, but it was just one R, not, not Red Robin. And I'm like, and plus, you know, Red Robin and New 52 had that stupid costume as well anyway. Yeah. But did, yeah. I'm like, I'm confused. Is this meant to be Damien? It can't be Damien. He, look, he looks like 25. And... Like two pages later, he mentions, you know, when he's because you know it, it's Hawk and Damien or Hawk and Robin arguing with each other, like making threats, and then then Robin says, "Oh, you're lucky I didn't go all League of Assassins on your ass." And I'm like, "Oh, it is Damien? Okay, he just looks twenty five. In in, in my head canon, it's Heretic. She's <laughs> yeah. you know, the the adult clone. Sure, right. yeah, you could do that. You could do that." So basically, Hawk is chasing Blockbuster across the rooftops of Gotham because Blockbuster stole a, a magical amulet, amulet, amulet or something from the from the museum. Mm-hmm. And what Blockbuster does he goes after the magical ones. Apparently, uh, it was hired though uh, by someone. Hold on, <laughs> who who hired them? Who was who was the person here? That's a real interesting. I, I forget who who hired them. Uh, Oh, what's this this crazy looking chick's name? She's got a horrible design. Dove. <laughs> no one's talking to her. Oh, they must say it in the dialogue before they get there. Uh, oh, Necromancer. That's who it is. Necromancer. Oh, jeez. That's a great name. Right. So well, It's so generic, I'm completely unfamiliar with who this is. She's got yeah, like a too. really ridiculous 90s bullet head looking outfit. So, you know how last issue I complained that Dove's art, it was like, she was drawn in a top that was just like, you know, painted yeah. onto her skin so that her boobs could really pop uh-huh. out? There's a panel, when she first appears, because she's not around in the first few pages, and when she eventually pops in to help Hawk out, because he's getting his ass kicked by Blockbuster, she has this like sort of like, I want to say, it was, it was like a fly kick type motion, even though it's a punch she's doing. She's punching with like an arm, but she's also got her, her leg up at the same time for some reason. And not only are her boobs like sticking out at a weird kind of angle, because her abdomen's like unnaturally skinny and kind of curvy, curved round to like a weird mm-hmm. degree. She's also got her legs up in there, so she's also doing like a sort of "here's my ass out for everyone to see" as well kind of kind of motion. Um, I don't think you can make a punch look this 
absurdly erotic in the most juvenile way, but somehow, somehow Layfield has managed it. What do her feet look like? Uh, somehow they were cut off. No, no, they're there. Uh, triangly. Just okay. uh, for the record, I was I was intrigued. I I googled necromancer. Oh, go on. This yeah. was her first and only appearance. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder I didn't know who it was. Yeah. Uh, so Robin shows up after after Blockbuster runs off, and fights with Hawk a little bit, um, with some awful dialogue. And then eventually Batman shows up, and Batman looks horrendous. This is one of the worst looking Batmans in a modern comic book I have ever seen. It is garbage. Is it up there with the, the cap from Heroes Reborn? Not worse no? than that, because that, that's, I mean, that. That okay. is the benchmark of atrocious. That is the benchmark yeah. of atrocious. Um, so uh, almost every line of, out of that, uh, every line of dialogue out of Batman's mouth feels off you know how we were complaining of the detective arc recently with uh robinson, yeah. with robinson this is worse than that it's actually worse than that um da-da-da-da-da-da. right so that, that, yeah, that was fine so far and they're flying through the air together it's all a thing and then there's some action they, they, they get to necromancer and they fight her a bit and it's whatever you know what it is it, the one saving grace here is that the dialogue was quite thin at least there was you know it was mostly just quick art pages so i, I was like okay yeah. good couple That's of quick good. pages i feel couldn't be bothered i could get into this um but yes so yeah this is a line from batman's with time to pull our efforts and put blockbuster down i'll throw the first pitch right and then after he punches blockbuster he, uh, he says to hawk and you knock it out of the park What? Ah, it, that's it. Yeah, he says, "I'll, I'll throw, I'll, I'll throw the first <sighs> punch, and then you knock it out of the park, and then you know, Hawk comes in and punches him." What a stupid line of dialogue! It's just, it's just, it just feels like something that it's just, it's not a Batman line. I can see Dick Grayson saying this with a smirk in his face, but it's not a Batman line. I'm looking for this Batman. <laughs> Liefeld, and it's hard. And it should be too hard. Batman, Batman, yeah. Yeah, and the whole thing well, I, is designed to yeah. kind of oversell Hawk and Dove because Batman then says to Hawk, "Are all avatars of war as powerful as you?" Like he's really impressed, and then the narration says, "The Dark Knight buttered me up. Who'd have thunk it?" Ugh. Yeah. So then he's like, "Oh, you two have great potential. Go off and maximize it." Oh, some more so horrible the, art. the page of Batman are you talking about is that where he says right here? Yeah. Robin's right. Yeah, that's a, that's the one. Oh man, dude, he's got he's got traps to make Batista look jealous. <laughs> what what, like, what did you search to find that? Oh, oh. Yeah, I went I went Batman well, Liefeld, Batman, Hawk and Dove. Okay. And then searched searched till I found a, 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 what looked like a panel. It's not even the worst uh, page of Batman though. The, the final page has probably the worst Batman in the book. His chest is doing some really weird things on the final page. I can't even begin to describe it. But uh yeah. yeah. I'm 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 looking at that panel that that, that page that Max yeah. mentioned. How how is Batman balancing? Like what? <laughs> he's like he's on like his toes are just about on on that pole thing whatever yeah. he's on. And his knees are just coming all the way down. He should be falling 
just flat on his face. He's mid jump. That's what I'll say. He's he's, he's literally in the mid middle of a jump. Yeah. <laughs> that's my he only is defense. Defying physics. In a way more than usual. <laughs> oh dear. I mean, the book opens with Hawk's narration basically being like, oh, dumpster diving is defined as this. And he's like, well, tonight I'm dumpster diving and the dumpster is Gotham and I'm the diver. <laughs> I mean, you would have been the diver either way. Oh my also, God. I'm looking at that. Yeah, that is not Damien. No, that dude is like... <laughs> 27 yeah it's, 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 it's it, is, it is heretic well we'll say that connor yeah heretic <laughs> decided to cosplay for it's absolutely atrocious um this issue is like a three out of ten finally he's getting some real punishment maybe maybe a two this, this is easily the worst one so far this is absolutely like so sterling gates was six? making it bearable up until now this this just nosedive it went full life was this issue six? Yeah, yes. Is the final page the one with the, the guy in the yellow? No, no. Okay. It's, it's, it's Batman with Hawk and Dove on the rooftops before they leave. Okay. Oof, because that page, which is <laughs> One Night in Gotham. Hooey. That is some Liefeld art. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just seeing some of the, the, the images of his of his Damien. I'm just like, welcome to Gotham City, moron. Oh, it's awful. It's absolutely awful. Tyler, you are a straight-up asshole, quite frankly. That's the only explanation. Is your asshole. It's the only explanation for making me go through this. Right? It's all fun in games where we're making Connor read shit. That, that's just enjoyable, good fun. When you're making me read good sh- uh, bad shit... <laughs> you almost caught this good shit. <laughs> the idea it is not good shit. That, that is very important. That is very important, too, though. It's oh not good God, shit. Necromancer looks terrible. <laughs> Yeah, she's I got just like, her up. It's like she's got like a cut out bullet metally looking. T- she, she, she looks like a really bad Power Rangers villain. That's that's how I'll describe her. Well, she she has horns on her head, right? Yeah. 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 Garbage, absolute garbage. Which takes us on nicely to the Curse of Brimstone issue seven, which Connor's also forced to read. Uh, Justin Jordan writing Eduardo Pansica on the art. Yeah, mine's flaming garbage. <laughs> it's not worse than what I just had to sit through, is it? Can't be. It's, it's down there. This might be the worst issue yet. <laughs> to start with, this opens in a fight scene with someone. What did, what did they call her? Uh, she's got wind powers. Red tornado. Quick. I, I don't know. I don't think they even say her name again. And and that's a problem in that. You know, I, I praised this a couple of issues ago for. At the start of the issue, you no, know, making sure they mention names, and yeah, no, no, no mention here. And uh, I don't even remember this fight starting last issue to the point where I was like, "Am I definitely on this issue?" Uh, I went and checked. I, I figured I'd just I w- I'd missed an issue, but, but no. So we spend mm. like six or seven pages with them fighting, and then he he just burns her. It's just and and. And his sister's like, did you really need to burn her? And he's like, well, you shot her. He goes, yeah, but that didn't kill her. You did. I'm just laughing. I just saw a good Onion article title. (laughs) It says, man is carefully calculated timeline for revealing negative personality traits to his new girlfriend. That sounds just a good smart planning to me. 
Yeah, yeah. You have to present your best light first, and then slowly reveal how awful you are over time. That's just. That's... Oh yeah, you don't you don't jump straight in. You're just straight straight in with the bad habits and the fact that you hate uh, Disney musicals. You have to hold that until Shoddy cares about you first. That's just <laughs> key. You do. But uh, anyway, they go they go to this other town. They're like, oh yeah, we'll go somewhere else in the ledger. This place looks different. There's no there's no empty storefronts and you know the abandoned factory. It's not a dying town. They get there and it looks all right, and they go into this diner, and everyone's kind of screwed up. Like everyone's missing, like some people are missing eyes, some people are missing a leg, others are like missing fingers. They're all missing bits. Um, and he just wants to burn everyone. He's go, he's going brimstone, and she's like, "Stop it! Stop being all brimstone. That's not what we do." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, sure, whatever." Um, they follow them out to uh, this, the, you know, the, the the church bells start ringing, and they follow them out, and they're out going out to like this like swampy lake bit. And they've just got all these prisoners in in cages, and they're taking them out to sacrifice them to burn them. So, and they, you know, you just see the fire setting them free. And uh, the woman goes, "Oh, thank, uh, thank God!" When when they're free, and it just turns to him as brimstone, going, "Don't thank God, thank me." I'm like, ugh. Oh, edgy! You, can, you cannot pull off this awful dialogue. That was almost a Jim Sterling finish. It was, but without the cheese, right? <laughs> Mass like who? <laughs> but yeah, and then basically his sister's like, "What? What are you doing?" And you know, and and he goes, "Oh, I'm not doing this." And it goes, it cuts to this, the the final page. This woman goes, "No, I am." It's she's she's presumably blind. She's got this blindfold over her, and she's kind of invisible. She becomes visible as she walks out. Um. I was a bit unclear as to whether she's kind of shapeshifted and borrowed his form sort of thing, and that's why she was invisible before, and this is meant to be a transitioning back to being her, or if she's just, like, mind-controlled him into doing it. It's really unclear. Um, which is something I've not... I think that's why this is the worst issue of this book, is that there's genuine things that are just unclear, is that yeah. I'm not really sure what happened here at the end. Uh, at the start, I can't tell you that villain's name, that they were fighting for the first quarter of the book. Uh, it, it just it's it's the writing has deteriorated even more so. Let's just go with the uh, necromancer. <laughs> it might as well be. It really might as well be. That fit into um, the overall tone of the book is fine. Yeah, and then I, I don't really care that he's going all brimstone and his sister's going oh don't kill everyone and he's going oh I'm going to kill them all. Ugh, screw it. It's a two. <laughs> you just wanted to have a lower <laughs> number than I did. So no, no, no. Do you know what? I always score my books on a on a document after I read them. I'm gonna hold this up for for verification's sake. I don't know if that's gonna I come up. Read that. Uh, uh, just hold it still enough; it'll adjust. I can see it. Uh, it says, oh, where is it? Brimstone Very seven two. One. I can see it. Yeah. There we go. Why that. does your two look like an eight? <laughs> he's lying people stop, I, stop confusing the audio listeners I, I'm going to do visual effects later to alter that to, to, yeah. to an 8 no no he would if he could <laughs> he cut out there as he said bother which I thought was funny yep. oh. alright that'll be because I plugged my tablet back in to charge be, that's what it is it cut yeah. out for a second um, alright well is that, is, that, is, that, is, that, is that brimstone yeah 
It is. It's shite. Excellent. I'm glad it's ending. It deserves to be over. Yeah. You know, it's been a long show when I lean back towards the end and I'll just bring the mic down to... Yeah, this was meant to be a quicker show. Get this comfortable. Week. Well, that's why we asked for questions and stuff. But we had fun. We had some good, good chat and did, jovial really conversation. I, did, I didn't eat expecting a quicker show. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty hungry myself. Uh, so let's draw out this last section as long as possible. This is the se- section of the show where we pick our favorite stuff of the week. We do our favorite panel slash moment. We do our favorite cover, favorite art, and top five books. Which in this case, there was only five books, so it's more just a ranking of all the books we read. Uh, <laughs> I only have four. You're going to have to put an either red to or brimstone then to make up. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> um, so we start with panel slash moment. And I'm torn between two things here. Because on the one hand, I'm like the emotion of, of Bruce saying, you shot my boy. Um, or even or even Bane smirking at the end. Both have such emotional weight. But that final page of Justice League with the Kraken, man. That Kraken. Mm-hmm. Release the freaking Kraken. I, I just Release the Death Kraken. The Death Kraken, of course, yes. How could I forget? How uh, dare you? They are so good that See, despite all... Swung it back around to the question. Yeah, uh, they are so good that despite the, 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 the faults I have with the issue as a whole, I think I have to go with the Kraken page. The tease of this gargantuan thing behind the smoky water. I love it. Do Matt, we know who's doing art on the next issue? Because this could be really disappointing. I haven't checked. Yeah. Matt, what are you all picking? Right. It was a little rough week because nothing really stood out to me that much. Um. Huh. It might just have to be uh, Blue Devil with the with the axe. My that was God. Cool. Cat. Are you yelling at me? I was like, no, no. I, 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 thought, I thought you were just really irritated. No, Firefly was like squeezing behind the monitor, and he was like rocking it back and forth as it was going. It was annoying. Yeah, um, really from Justice League Dark. That was that, that was pretty cool. Go. I like I like seeing Blue Devil. Blue Devil, Connor. Um, mine was going to be released the Death Kraken, but I can't have that. <laughs> can't, I can't. All right, what is it from Brimstone? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll go to Justice League Dark. I'll just take Wonder Woman jumping at the at the dragon. Yeah, cool. What it really was was Red Hood with a crowbar. Good lord. Oh, sorry, I'm just I'm I'm concerned about Justice League thirteen. Who's the artist? There's two listed on Comicsology. And it could be amazing or it could be atrocious, depending <laughs> on which 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 artist gets it. Okay. So we've got Manipal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we got March. That's a bad combo. I feel like yeah. Manipal didn't he do the first uh, the big first yeah. special? Yeah, he did an issue. He did like issue ten, I think. No, did he not do the special? Because remember, it's the special that's the end of this, not the next issue of Justice League. Oh, it's the special. Okay, I I just went to the Zakuman and Justice League Drowned Earth, whatever. All right. Yeah. Okay. I thought I thought it was in the next issue. You fool. Right, well, let me let me find Drowned Earth. Calm down. In the meantime, uh, Matt, what's your cover of the week? Um, so this this was another tough one. Yeah. Um, I've got two in mind that are kind of fighting for it. Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna have to go with Sideways though, because that's just oh. a it's a really nice you know, composed image. That's nice. I tried um, to look for something else, but I just there was nothing that stood out. The fight... He just doesn't want to upset one of our Twitter followers. Yeah. Oh no. The fight, the fight for me was now. between um, the Batman variant by Matina. Mm-hmm. 
because it's really, really it's very pretty. good. Yeah. Um, and also the variant on Just League Dark. Uh, yeah, I checked who that was. Who, who was the variant on Just League Dark? Clayton uh, Crane. Who was that? Sorry, Matt. Clayton Crane. Clayton Crane. Okay. Uh, I thought it was really nice as well. Uh, I'll probably go with Batman. No, I'll go with the variant. I'll go with Martina's uh, painted, glorious thing. Well, that's good because I'm going with uh, with Justice League Dark. But the regular or the variant? Uh, the variant. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, as for Aquaman Justice League, I was really excited for a second because I saw the cover and it was clearly Manipal. Uh-huh. And then I clicked on the details. It's Howard Porter, which is yeah fine, but it's not going to live up to that for the Death Kraken. Yeah, yeah. Death, the, the the ethereal nature of it is going to be lost. Yeah. Oh well. Well, Howard Porter's a good artist, and I'm not disputing that, but. It, it it's gonna feel a little bit disappointing coming off the potential of that Irving. Yeah, yeah. Well, it does lead us to an interesting question of best art of the week. No, mine, mine's down to two. I Irving had the most impressive pages this week, but I can't give it to Justice League. I just can't. That, that's the thing. Do we award it to the book or do we award it to the artist? To the book. The book, usually. The book. Right, okay, then Irving's out of the question, unfortunately. Yeah, because yeah. just the, the jarring nature of the other art and how haphazard the rules seem to be for why it changes, I just can't do it. So, uh, Janin on Batman's my uh, my pick. Mm-hmm. Matt? Yep, so I have it down to Janin for, for Batman and then Sam Pierre for Justice League Dark. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm going to have to give it to Janin. Because what we talked about the hots and the colds, like that—that's not just the pencils. Yeah. That's the color at work too. Like, it's a really well put together issue. No, um, but both of those are my options as well. I'm gonna go with Sampir, or or more accurately, just Lidar. And, and again with the 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 colors, I, I really like the the differentiation with with the, the the kind of the muted feel to the funeral. It was really effective. I think part of the reason why we give it to the book role and the artist is because we do include the colors and everything else. Yeah, it's the there. whole it's the whole package. Yeah, uh, and the inks, of course. So, um, yeah, so top five books of the week. There, color or top four in your case. It's a top four. Well, I think it's it's pretty clearly Justice League Dark at the top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Aquaman's obviously Stone Dead last. So, I mean. Justice League will be number two and Batman will be three. They're pretty close. Okay. Mm. Matt? So one Justice League Dark. Two is Sideways. Three is Batman. Four is Justice League. And five is Aquaman. Yeah, one for me is Batman. Number two will be Justice League. Three will be Sideways. Four is Justice League Dark. And then a big gap. Five is Aquaman. Yeah, it's a huge gap. Yeah. yeah. So, there you go. That that is that is the show, which does lead me to tell you what's coming next week. And I did remember to move Doomsday Clock, so I won't say that incorrectly. Um, Makes a change. So we got Heroes of Crisis issue three. We got Aquaman Justice League Drowned Earth issue one, wrapping up this this kind of crossover, but not really. Um, Detective Comics 993, Action Comics 1005, Wonder Woman 59, The Flash 59, Batgirl 29, Justice League Odyssey issue 3, The Terrifics number 10, Titans 30, and The Silence on number 11. 
Um, also out Good is Lord. the DC Nuclear Winter Special issue one, which me and Connor are actually going to do on the uh, the Patreon exclusive monthly show for December. Uh, not as the main event, we've actually got a Christmas themed book to talk about as well, but it's a, quite a short book, so we thought for fun, since we won't have time to do it on the, the regular show, we'll add in the Christmas anthology special into into the monthly so yeah. we'll be doing that somewhere. This 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 month's monthly should be coming in the next few days. Yes, yes, we're recording that in a few days' time. Yeah. I I, uh, I started reading it this morning. Actually, I got half done. Did you? Yeah, we're doing Superman Earth One Volume Two. We did Volume One way back at the start of the monthlies, so we're we're continuing that. Yeah. Uh, so that's for patrons. If you I, I started reading Volume One a while back, and I got about a third of the way through, and got very angry. So. You didn't make the worst choice in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they both volume ones and volume two were, were gifted to me from a friend because he was getting rid of them, and now I feel it's like a curse. So, <laughs> now you're like, this is why he was getting rid of them. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, 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 so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, also, next week that we will not be covering is Batman Kings of Fear 4, Batman Beyond 26, Old Lady Harley issue 2, and Raven Daughter of Darkness number 10. So, uh, big week next week. We have like 10, 11 books that we're talking about on the show. Uh, some really meaty stuff. Uh, obviously, Heroes in Crisis being first and foremost, mm-hmm. but uh, a lot of big stuff. So that's what's coming next week. And we mentioned Patreon. We mentioned the monthly show that you get, the $5 tier on patreon.com slash TV. But even $1 a month is a big deal and it supports us a lot. So if you're interested in doing that, go over there and have a look. Uh, you can, of course, also uh, like, subscribe, comment, and tell us what you thought of the books in the comments below. Or get us on Twitter at DC Comics Podcast. All of which is, is cool. And in weeks where we do want questions, we'll ask on Twitter. And you can also comment on the videos. Although we won't need them next week. Next week is going to be packed enough without it. Um, but weeks one and three are a bit quieter right now. So they tend to be a bit more questiony yep. oriented. So uh, that is the show. That is episode 131, I think we're on, uh, of Comics for the Multiverse. So thank you very much for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep reading DC Comics. And always remember to never get lost in the Speed Force.